gonna be that kind of party. I'm gonna stick my dick in the mashed potato. Out here, just a little bit Ooh, street, but I'm tripping out. She ain't killed. Get off the cross, dude. It gets a lot colder. Oh, we're not with y'all, friends. Hang on, man. I know. Here's this. Instruct Ralph. Valedictory. I don't understand. It's just tough. In defense of Coldplay. That's good. What was, is that a, a studio laugh? All right. Well, terrible start. <laughs> terrible start. The we new network. It. It, it hasn't changed a thing. There we go. <laughs> That's thanks, it. Thanks for tuning in tonight to Jonah Radio. I am your host, Jonah Ray. Dio can't make it because he's dead. I uh, got our, our Cash Arsenal producer. Cash, you can't keep those glasses on your fucking face, dude. Nope. Nope, not it's at like all. The fifth time. Curse of the Twimple. Yeah, scratching your beard and they fly off. Yeah, well, they're uh, it's a the Prince Nez. What do you want? You know, yeah. you, uh, Neil Mahoney's here with they're a, what Prince Nez? They're not Prince Nez. What's that? Pr- Prince Nez. Uh, Prince Nez are the glasses that are just the glasses, no arms, where they like pinch your nose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't know what it was, and I also didn't care. That's why I didn't inquire. Did you get a beard trim? Yeah, I trimmed my beard. No, it looks good. He trimmed you're his still beard. Out, you're growing out your hair still, Neil? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we have a... That's me, Neil great... Mahoney, your feature. Your feature. Your featuring, <laughs> your featuring act. act tonight. Um, time to introduce our guest. He's a returning guest. He was in the infamous Lost Portland Live episode. He was. The radio. He is the frontman for the indie rock band, The Thermals. Yes, that's right. From he lives in Portland, Oregon. He's leaning towards producing these days. Yet he dabbled in stand-up comedy for a bit, and then quit publicly on Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen, the Hutch from Hutch and Kathy, Hutch Harris. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Take it in. You're there. There you go. Round it out. I really oh, wish really I reached for that go. No. so long. Hutch, welcome back. Hey, how are hey, you? Nice to have you. Good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, so you are in town from Portland, Oregon. I am. Where I heard that this is the this is the scene I'm hearing about in Portland, Oregon, is that the uh, the 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 third wave gentrifiers are getting upset about the fourth wave gentrifiers. Right. I saw yeah. on the internet. I think Roger Gassman. Mm-hmm. Uh, posted on uh, the uh, his Instagram account. If you want really funny pictures of great graffiti, follow uh, <laughs> Roger Gassman. Yeah, um, on Instagram. But there was uh, some people from California moved up to Portland, and then with gold spray paint, people rode all over their car saying "Go back to Cali," <laughs> and then on their house as well <clears throat> in gold tinted spray paint. It's several different incidents of it. It's like someone's going around looking for California plates. Yes. Right, and the odds that those people were born in Portland are so slim, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, I I know what it's like to, like, you hang out in an area for a while, and then finally you can afford to live in that area. <laughs> right. And then it starts to change right when you get there, because right. there was a thousand other hipsters with the same idea, Yeah. and they all come in, and then they all start having kids, and then right. they go, oh, maybe a cheese place isn't so bad. <laughs> it's funny, because Kathy and I are from San Jose, and if... What happened to which Portland? Which is a terrible place. Right, which yeah. is why we left. Yeah. So if I had like, you know, say like a bunch of hipsters had moved to San Jose and like 
put a bunch of awesome restaurants and venues and et cetera, we'd be like, this is great. We don't have to leave. <laughs> yeah. like if you, I don't know a lot of kids that are, because a lot of the kids that work with the bands now are like 19 and 20, 21. They don't complain about Portland that much because it it became way cooler than it was when they were kids. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's, you know, they do they have any white guilt? Like I do on a daily basis, living in Highland Park. Um, they're not old enough yet. Oh boy, I think they will. Cool. Maybe. I mean, that's something that has to be. <laughs> Once they of... realize the system is rigged against straight white males. <laughs> <laughs> someone, uh, uh, someone DM'd me on uh, on Twitter saying like, uh, "It's like uh, I still can't forgive you for the comments you made." Oh, your mic came right. out. New mics, huh? New mics. New mics. Cords coming out. Uh, someone said, I, "I can't forgive you for the comments you made before the election when you said." I'm a straight white male. I'll be fine, and I, I said, I said, the that was that was the 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 joke was that I'll be fine. All my friends uh, who are people of color, LGBTQ, they won't be fine. Tall, tall, just tall. Tall people. I'm a tall person. All my now. friends are straight white guys too, so we're all fine. Listen, there's <laughs> four straight white guys in here, but. I bet two of them are on a on a closer to the uh, homosexual side of the spectrum. You with me? <laughs> I'm closer every day. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if I'm closer every day. I just come to terms with it every day. Yeah. Where you know you have a wife that constantly says yeah, you're better at picking clothes out for me than I am. Right. Uh, you keep waking me up talking about thirst for dick. Right. <laughs> That's not it. I just think men are incredibly attractive. They are. I think they're, they're, they're very attractive. And also, I found myself realizing this when I was a kid. I, uh, like, it's like if I met like a cool kid, like a cool dude kid, like I'd get obsessed with him. Right. Still? Yeah, still a little bit, yeah. How far have you gone? I've only, I kissed a guy a couple times. Mm-hmm. Romantically and, or as a stunt? Uh, first time stunt. Second time, like just drunk, tried it. And it, it didn't, uh, it didn't uh, arouse me. So I, I said, well, I guess it's not for me. Never again. I'll just keep thinking about it. <laughs> no, I don't think of. No, that's the thing. I don't. Th- it's like that's why sexuality is a spectrum. Right. I yeah. sucked a dick. I sucked a couple dicks. Yeah. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. It wasn't quite what I expected, but was it a stunt like Neil would say? Yeah. Was, was it Were you on a motorcycle? And it was it like something that you had thought about, or was it something that was? In yeah, the I moment? thought about it. Um, and it just wasn't. For yeah, you. It was kind of just in the moment. I mean, it kind of was for me, but just... Uh... Were you any good? I think I was okay. <laughs> I That's one time I, I was all right. Yeah. So, some people are like that. They can just pick up something right away. Some yeah. people need practice. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's really... It's sort of... I mean, you've, you play instruments, so it's probably easier. Why? Because he's like ambidextrous or something? Mm, fingering, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I was better at fingering, I think. Have you ever had yeah. a blowjob? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah you, you, ever kiss, the... you ever kiss a guy? Uh no, just uh, on stage once I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got pulled up on stage and as a stunt. No, it wasn't a stunt. <laughs> <laughs> we we weren't we weren't wearing helmets. No. Uh. I played a show in Italy one time and all the guys that were like hanging out, all the guys in bands were all just like at one point in the night, everyone was just drunk and everyone was just like all the guys were kissing each other, but it wasn't gay. It was just like culture. It's very yeah, like, yeah. European, Roman, right? yeah, Roman Caligula, right? Yes, yeah. right. Yes. Well, call me by my name. Um, Jonah. Thank you. Neil. <laughs> I didn't see that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we just did it completely wrong. 
Oh. Call me by your name, and I'll call you by mine. That, yes, yes. Oh wait, uh, all right. Yeah, all right. Well, I, you know, I knew because I, I'm I, Jonah. Oh. I'm still doing it wrong. You know what? I'm glad we have an old guest here because it uh, will show him and everyone listening that <clears throat> listened the last time Hutch was on that nothing has changed. Nothing. Not much. And no. We're gonna take a quick <laughs> pause and because, suck each other's dick. We're gonna play. Uh, if you're not familiar with Hutch's material, uh, one of my all-time favorite bands, The Thermals, um, which he uh, put out album 2003, More Parts Per Million, right? Right. And I was working at a, a record store when that came out, and it became like the like the soundtrack. You know, when like an album just hits you and it's just on repeat for a while. Uh, and you you had to too because it's like you had the one CD player, right? Well, yeah, and, yeah. And so that was that was like you know like that year of my life, like just starting to do comedy. That year, I think. Were you here already? Or were you yeah, I moved here in two thousand one. Okay. So when that came out, uh, like it was like right when I started doing comedy, uh, right? And so like it kind of like it's very joke? they coincide. You guys good? Yeah, Remember okay. they talked to us. And Max Fun says something about crosstalk. No. Oh. Yeah. What they say. They said, don't Knock do it. it. No one told me. They, they, yes, they, they said, I don't know, because I'm a guest. You, you were in the room. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, when is that going to be on a t-shirt? I've really also, been like making it my bit for a while. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like I just yeah. whisper stuff in the microphone. Uh, well, we're going to uh, take a break uh, to sorry. play a uh, couple songs off of, uh, not a Thermals release, but a Hutch and Kathy release, which was the band that you and Kathy from Thermals had the duo before right. you went and started the Thermals. Right. Um, and we're going to play uh, the two first tracks off of their album. It's an eponymous title. It is. But it's not eponymous. It's not. It's not. Just because I forget what eponymous means. Self-titled. Self-right. Right. Yeah. All right. This is, uh, we're going to start with I Made You a Song and go right into In Brilliance by Hutch and Kathy.
2020 sight We've got a door that's open wide We've got no reason left to hide We've got a telescope And when there comes the hope That I can stare into your sky Till your stars burn my eyes songs i made you a song in embryons and i made you a song uh like the recording style very early mountain goatsy right it's a dictaphone actually it's a dictaphone really yeah you just nice and you went into a morgue to do it too as well right right i just sat in the back of a class (laughs) (laughs) all the lyrics were on an overhead projector (laughs) um so you're you're down in uh los angeles just hanging out just yeah just on vacation yeah and um and but up in Portland lately, you've been you just uh, produced last year, um, um, ton of bands, ton of bands. Yeah, like uh, we played a song bands. from her the other day, Jessica Bordeaux. Yeah, yeah. So her solo record came out when like a year ago, and was that the first kind of pop record you produced? Yeah, yeah. Everything else I've been doing is kind of stuff similar to the Thermals. Usually, it's like a power trio or like yeah. kind of like on the emo pop punk side of things. But yeah, that record she had done like a ton of like pre-production at her house. So she made a lot of that stuff herself. Yeah, yeah. yeah and same with uh, Sat yeah. Thirteen, the Speedy Ortiz girl. I think it's very similar. Yeah, yeah, totally. I feel like there's a there's a connection there between and they're friends. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. like now it, it just you know what Colleen Green needs to do her pop record. Oh, Alison Crutchfield wasn't wasn't there some pop elements on her record? <sighs> right. What on the. Uh... Oh yeah, wait. On the uh, swearing, is there any swearing record? No, 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 no. But Alison Crutchfield made her own solo record. Oh okay, okay. Yeah, I missed it. I got. Just I just saw. We just uh, friends of mine. I saw Alison play along with Waxahachie, her sister in Waxahachie. Right, right, right. Because I saw Jawbreaker play last week. How's that? Ooh, yeah, you got to give us a report on that. Man, it was great. Also, you forget that like every video you've seen of Jawbreaker, they don't move around much on stage. <laughs> right, right. But the songs are so good. What did they start with? Um, they oh my god. Um, so I talked to someone who uh you saw one of the shows and it wasn't, I, I expected them to start with uh Butt on a Hill, but he said that it was uh You're not punk, oh yeah, they, yeah, they started with Boxcar, right, 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 yeah, which I was like, I was kind of like, whoa, coming out swinging, right, right, yeah, right, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, they played Boxcar, they didn't play Chesterfield King, which I was upset about, uh, but they played it apparently like. The next night, uh-huh, they did three uh-huh. nights at the Palladium. Good for them. Uh, but upset friends of the show, upset also played, and it was oh, the nice. best I've seen him play and sound. Like they just did a tour, didn't they? Up near Portland. Yeah, upset? they were with Waxahachie. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, Which I missed, but I did just read Patty's book. Have you read Patty's book? I haven't read Patty's book. Oh I still need to see God, the documentary so on Patty. we got to have Patty Shevel on the show. so good. Oh, I amazing. love yeah. Patty. Yeah. Is she still stories. playing with Upset? Yeah, yeah. she's okay. still there. Uh, it's just that the, it's like the complicated thing is like she's a great drummer for them and she's a great drummer general, uh, but like she can't, like she has a kid. Right, yeah, so she, she can't be everywhere at the thing. Yeah, can't always go on tour. They came to Portland a couple times and stayed in my house. I just like couldn't believe that like Patty was in my house. Still and, and still doing it, <laughs> right? Still right, and sleeping. playing these really small, sh- you know, yeah, playing these tiny shows. The drummer from the Beastie Boys, right? That's right, because <laughs> it was Beastie Boys. Then she went into Luscious, Luscious Jackson, Jackson, yep, and then with the, the Breeders, right? No, did she play for the no? No, no she I mean, played with Luscious Jackson either. I mean, wasn't if she one did, of the she deals in Luscious it. Jackson? No, wait, that? I'm trying. Are you sure about the Beastie Boys? I don't think so. I mean, she doesn't uh, mention either of those in the book. Yeah, no. so probably not. Because I think but if, I mean, if she's whole, then she was West Coast. Yeah, she was in Seattle. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah, I'm confusing Seattle. lady drummers. <laughs> Fucking man. Me being a man. Yeah. I have a cold air. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was great. It was insane seeing... Like, I saw a ton of... Fr- phones on silent cash. Oof. Just in general, man. How do you live your life like that? Um, but uh, the, uh, the 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 amount of old dudes, my my phone was on. Um, <laughs> you checked right yeah. after you chewed them yeah. out. Uh, but uh, it was like you know a ton of ton of uh, ton of guys that looked like Neil all over the place. Just a lot of uh, plaid um, flannel. I've been wearing plaid guys look like Blake, right? I always feel like whenever a band reunites, like most of the audience just looks like the band. Like oh, yeah. usually yeah. the same age and Yeah, it's very I saw you know, I noticed that more when I went and saw Super Chunk. Um, right. or so or when you go see the Hold Steady or something well, like that. Because Super yeah, because they all look like music journalists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw a Shellac like four years ago. Uh so they're retuning and some guy was like, What was that song you played before the last one? He's like Dude, I don't fucking know. Just look around, find a guy who could lose like twenty pounds, glasses, beard. Ask him. Yeah. <laughs> and then my friend pointed at me. He's like, "Ha ha, he's talking about you." And I said, "Look in the fucking mirror, dude." My favorite uh, shellac joke was, uh, you know, because it's like the bass player, right? He's the guy yeah, that answers the questions. And someone's like, "Why did you make uh, black shirts with black uh, screen print on it?" And he says. It's not black screen printing ink. It's clear. So as you start to wash the shirt and it fades, the design starts to come out even more. And the entire crowd went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, but it's uh, it was it was fun. Were you not a Jawbreaker fan? Because you were no, no, yeah, it. totally, yeah. You know, we you almost went to one of those. No, I just didn't. I just they were yeah, giving you know, like cheap tickets out too. It's they like haven't the, played Portland yet, so I assume they will and. We'll go see him. Yeah, but it's a, not an exciting show to watch. The songs are great and solid. Right, right. That's okay. Me, I don't. I don't need too much. I don't need jumping around if I if I like the songs as much as yeah. Like um, saw so many people I hadn't seen in years. Right. Yeah, you know, I'm sure. I almost wanted to go almost every single night. Yeah, yeah. But Just it was to see what the class reunion would be. Oh, this is the class of when I worked at Amoeba. <laughs> I mean, the night I was there was it was like. All the Pedro kids were there, like yeah. Hal Badal and Sean Cole and everyone over there. And then there was also people from when I worked at, like I ran into people that were, when I worked at a Benway, Amoeba, like just the Coenca Strip, like people yeah. I haven't seen years, Ryan Rickett, like a ton of people. It was really, really, really fun. I mean, that was the reunion that everyone was waiting for for yeah. a very long time. I was, my friend Hal was standing next to me, though, and he was like, he's like, it's weird to watch them. Have you seen the documentary? I was like, no, I haven't seen it. He's like, it's weird to see them together because they hate each really? other. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 It's like, and I've seen Blake perform. I saw uh, 
Thorns of Life was that that other band he started after uh, Just to Brazil? I forget. And there was yeah. a there was a couple people around me going, "Wouldn't it be nice if he just played a couple Just to Brazil songs?" <laughs> right. What do you say? Right around you. Yeah. You? What? Was it you? No, no, no. But I agreed. <laughs> I was like, "Well, oh, it'll be good." Um, the the thing about it though was like seeing the amount of people there. The fact they were able to do three shows, right. the Palladium, which right. is a gigantic venue that sounds like shit, but it's. Uh, they were able to fill it up, and it goes to show, just like the size venues that At The Drive-In's doing now, Refused ended up doing, it's right. like, you know, you should have broken up your band after the third album. <laughs> Which I know, no shit. Waited no 10 shit. years and then been playing Coachella. I know, I know. Well, here's, we're here's trying my, now. Here's a plan. Here should we do go. the soft mic. Uh, <laughs> we make it, you break up, make a documentary about how, how much you hate each other and how you'll right. never, ever... Do a reunion or right. dueling documentaries. Like you guys can't even get oh, the other one. Yeah. Better. Yeah, we yeah. each have our own, like yeah. the Kiss but, solo but, records. But Lance yeah. directs both of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. And then, yeah, and it's just like, well, this is why we broke up. And then you like you tell your story, and then she tells her story. Yeah. And then it's like, and then you do, uh, oh, and you do um, shows at, on the same night in the same city across the street right. from each yeah. other. Which oh, happened uh, a bunch. Uh, apparently on the first uh, Steve Malcolmus and the Jicks tour along with Preston School of Industry. Apparently, like, they were on the tour at around the same time. So right. apparently sometimes they, oh, like, man. it would be Malcolmus in this gigantic theater. Oh, <laughs> really? Spiral uh. stairs with, you know. And that first Preston School of Industry album is great. It's good. And I saw that tour with the Shins opening. That's right. In Portland. Yeah, yeah. it was really good. Really yeah. good. Yeah, Whale Bones, great song. <laughs> That but, first Jix, or not even Jix, but it, that first Steve Malcolm's record is awesome too. Pig yeah. Lib is my favorite. Pig, but, pig, yeah. uh, pig Lib is great. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. And Vanessa like, from Queens and like Do Not Feed the Oyster. I was t- talking to someone about this last night. Do Not Feed the Oyster is a great song. <laughs> it's so it's good. The most prog yeah. song I like. Right, right. Well, and it's also the lyrics are ridiculous, but then you go back to Pavement and you're like, yeah, but the lyrics are just ridiculous. They're always yeah. dumb. Yeah, a lot of them. It's a, it, And there was like a, a real like slacker 90s era too of just like... The lyrics were the last thing on their mind. Right. Yeah. And he talks about like scribbling them, you know, while he's in the studio in their track. Kurt Cobain said the same thing. Right. Well, again, ridiculous lyrics. Yeah. Often. Well, but, like, yeah. And then, but then, like, way too many, there was way too many people listening. So, way too many people dug in about what they right, were. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, like, yeah. how many times can he go, I don't know, it's just, I don't know, it's just, and they needed something that rhymed right. with breed. <laughs> yeah. But you put in a lot of effort into your lyrics. Yeah, way too much. Yeah. <laughs> well, the problem with my band is we probably like each other more than any other band ever. Oh, man, get some t-shirts. Band. I know, like, right? The band that likes each other the most. Yeah. I know, we're like not touring, so we're like, oh, we've got to take a trip together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There always seems to be more of a connection between you and Kathy than uh, you guys and your drummer. What is that? I mean, definitely Weston, too. It's just Kathy and I have been friends for like 20 whatever years. Yeah. So it's just... Like a, a lot of history there. I love going to a thermal show and seeing the girls that like love Kathy, like that grew up listening to Kathy, and then kind of right. dress like Kathy and kind of have sure. hair. Yeah. Like it's right. like it's so fun to see. Like and then they're just like, and you know, and she's also a lot of fun to watch because her like totally. you know her bleached bangs right. bopping up and down right. uh, as you're pouring your heart out on the other side of the stage. Uh, just trying to get some attention. <laughs> Again, that's, the that's straight why. white guy can't get any love. That's oh, why he's got to put the time so in the lyrics. Hard. He's like, I got to catch their attention. Right. The, yeah. Everybody's focused over there. Have you been having a blast uh, as a producer, though? I love it. Yeah, I yeah. really like it. Yeah. Sitting down more? <laughs> Sitting down a lot. Yeah. Well, it's nice because you can kind of be, uh, you don't have to be emotional about anything. You can kind of 
be just very like practical and you yeah. know you can still be really creative about yeah. being in the studio but it's not coming out of my own head you and know as a content. producer is there a lot where you go when you go it's like it, like what if you did this yeah that's all it is that's all it is yeah yeah cuz people are coming with pretty you know the songs are written and you know usually things are pretty arranged but then they're kind of just looking for extra you know little so I wonder it's like is the music producer the almost equivalent of like a, a film director where the thing's written and there's the people that are going to handle the technical aspects of, you know, the, the recording of that. Right. Um, right, right and then you kind of come in going like, Hey, like, let's like, let me work on the feeling with you guys. Let me work on the, you know, well, and you're you, also choosing takes. That's true. It's not as important as a, as a director though. Cause like the producer's like not totally needed. Yeah. Like, you, you could totally do the record without the producer. Well, Unless, you yeah. know, I mean, usually the producers we've worked with is someone who's also the engineer, so they're very necessary. Yes. But what I'm the coming Albini's in to do, the world. totally, or, you know, like Chris Walla, who's on us, or... Uh, he did fucking you know, A? Or did he do... Chris Walla makes the first record, he did the second one, he did Personal Life, and then he did the last record, too. He mixed all those? Yeah, yeah. So that's a crazy jump from More Parts Million, More Parts Million which sounded like, you know... Right. Uh, garbage like a hand. no but that was like you know that was what caught my ear so much oh right I mean and I loved yeah yeah I mean that's just all me on a four track cassette yeah the way I would yeah. describe that first record to people that came in the record store was like it sounds as if you're hearing it from next door and there's some kids playing right like punk rock mm -hmm. and then you're like oh it's so loud I'm never gonna get any right but hold on <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> good that. and then you go over and then they won't be friends with you yeah and you call your no, cousin yeah. uh, Chuck and say you gotta get a load of this sound. It's your cousin that was, Marvin. That was that was Marvin. Chuck say. Oh, I don't know. Says uh, then what'd you say? I'm in the middle of pissing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on, on a hotel guest. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we'll take a break for a song, um, but we're hanging out. If you're just tuning in, uh, <laughs> we're hanging out with Hutch Harris from the Thermals and Hutch and Kathy. Thanks so much. Are you having a good time? I'm having a great time. Oh, wait, wait, cool. hold on a second. Is he? Producing this episode, he is kind of just sitting. He there just, and, you know, sometimes it just happens without you <laughs> yeah, or asking wow. for it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Guess produced. He makes us realize what we're doing. Oh right. wow. Yeah. And then makes the us come off, to the Cash. conclusion. Uh, but this is a um, a song from Billy Batchy, uh, B A C C I, um, and it's a it's a it's a song that was submitted. If you want your song played on this podcast. Donate your music to Jonah Radio, R A Y D I O, at gmail.com, and uh, we'll, we'll play it if we like it. Getting a lot of great submissions, guys. We're going to try and get to everything, and I'm going through the back catalog. I apologize that it took so long to get there. Thank you so much, Billy Batchy. <laughs> Yeah. 
confess I'm no expert. Though I watch the news at night sometimes. But it's election year and we're all living in fear. I trust that I can Billy Batchy. That's the day I found a job from his album cool. Adaptation. We can all Whoop. dream of that. Uh, um, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I like that. That's. Uh, it's simple. It's. It's one of those things where it's just like it's very like it just sounds like a guy that just like it's like I don't have anyone I can make this these songs <laughs> right. with. I'm just gonna kind of do it. Yeah. You don't need friends to make music. No, you, you don't. don't. You yeah. don't. You, don't you need do friends need friends to tell you. Eh, Maybe don't send it into the Jonah Radio bang app. You actually, yeah, you, it's funny. Kathy actually is that friend to me. You know, I'll be like, hey, I have this new idea. And she'll be like, eh, do you though? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it'll hurt, but then I, I will always listen to her. Always. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's always nice to have no. somebody who can put you down. Yeah, put you down. And, right. you, and you're like, oh, no, you did it for all <laughs> the right reasons. Tr- trust their opinion. Yeah. Your, your last album, which was your fifth, seventh, seventh album. Seventh and last. Oh, that's, that's it. it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Was that announced? No, no. Is, is this a hot scoop for Jonah Radio? It is. It is now. Yeah. Can you it not talk about it until for this comes four out? months? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. This will come out week after next Wednesday. Oh yeah, yeah. Your episode no, is falling good, up. Yeah, yeah. let's the break coveted, it. Here. No, wait. Next yeah, Wednesday. Let's break it right your, now. Your your, uh, your episode is following up the coveted post Academy Awards interview of Emily Kamel. <laughs> Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. First post Academy Awards. Where uh, Kumail, uh, Emily was lovely and Kumail was hungry. Yes. <laughs> but uh, cool. so so you're you're done. Thermals are done. We're done. Yeah. Donezo. So when did that decision happen? You, so we played you, a couple you, shows oh. in Portland. We played two shows in June or July of last year in Portland. And we were like, okay, let's have these be the last shows. And we just won't tell anyone, and we're not going to do any kind of like big fanfare like tour and say last tour, last show. Um, but then uh, Fred Cole from Dead Moon passed away, mm-hmm. you know, uh, at the end of last year. And then his wife, also from Dead Moon 2D, asked us to play a tribute show um, to Dead Moon in January of this year. So we said yes. So I think now that was our last show. Shit. But well, yeah. This is as the thermals or is Hutchie? Yeah, Kathy? yeah, that was as the thermals. So okay. now that the thermals is done, how do you are you have you gotten enough distance to look back and 
think about like, did you accomplish what you set out to? Did you accomplish more than you set out to? Did you even have an idea when you started? I feel like we accomplished way more than I thought. Like I never thought we'd go to Europe or travel or kind of do anything, just like in general, not even for the thermals. I never thought music would take me that far yeah. at all. Um, so yeah, I feel like we did way more than I thought we would. Indie, Rock, and had a, Indie Rock had a real weird, um, Indie Rock in the 2000s had a weird thing to like they it lived in the shadow of like 90s indie rock blowing up and becoming mainstream right and like it's in 2000s indie rock seemed to kind of be in this spot where it almost didn't want it like it people struggled to keep it more underground where it's like you had your modest mouse that blew up and Jimmy right World, and then the shins were, yeah and the shins yeah. and those all were kind of like flukes there wasn't that big swoop that happened in the wake of the Nirvana. It's, it's, where it's, you know, it's funny. I, I'm going back to um, put together a best of for the people that haven't listened to the first hundred episodes. And I just listened to Lance Bang's uh, episode. And that's what he was talking about was, do you remember the Mercury Rev conversation? Yeah, that's where, right. Where, where he was talking about the, there's a band Mercury Rev that was basically like a project, but it got it was scooped. a school project. Yeah, it was right? a school project, but it got scooped up by a record label. Mm-hmm. And the, the basically everybody in the band was like, Sure, yeah, we can go on tour and literally went out and found everybody and threw them on a bus and there was no band. It was right, just a big right. It was a bunch of Craigslist ads like, Can you come record this thing for my thing? Right. And then now they're a band. Now they're a band and hated each other. But I don't other. think but I don't, but they didn't last for too long, I don't think. Well they, I apparently know Dave Friedman they, was a part of it and Yeah, they just, they sort of they went from the thirty piece that they were <clears> to like <throat> down to like the two people that were writing the songs right, and then right. kind of back up. Steely Dan style. I mean, what we think of as indie rock from the 90s, most of it was not indie. It was on a major label. You had bands like Pavement or Built to Spill who are, you know, who were on real independent labels. But then, then, like, Built to Spill, like, you know, what their third album is on Warner Brothers. And they still are, yeah. And they still are. And and that's like prestige. Like, it's like, it's a loss for Warner Brothers, but they still look cool because they have them. And, and right, right. And the they way kind of Sonic Youth was for Geffen, or yeah, yeah. yeah there's always yeah. a yeah, or the Flaming Lips, even yeah. Um, you Before don't make, do, yeah, I mean they don't make a huge amount of money for what well, I think it's Warner Brothers as well, mm-hmm. yeah. but the respect is there, and yeah, it attracts younger bands. Well, I mean, the like, early 2000s, you saw bands on you know like a lot of the sub pop bands, uh, Band of Horses, uh, Shins, Fleet Foxes. Like get massively successful being on a real independent label. Yeah, and Interpol was on Matador. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, insane. And right, what, and you still see it happening now. Was a Spoon and Arcade Spoon, Fire? Arcade I mean, you just saw Spoon merge. go from an indie to a major, back to an indie, and yeah. then get their real success on Merge. I mean, Merge has become massive. Yeah, I mean, it's mostly. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, Arcade Fire is just you know he you know one album of the year. Yeah, I w- I always wonder about like like. Mac from it's like how much does he have it's because what was the uh, Gerwitz was the guy that was running Epitaph Epitaph. right and he had to like remove himself from did he from Bad Religion for years because of of how crazy Epitaph blew up right he was just like there's too much to do yeah and it It became like a major label I think Offspring yeah Yeah. Offspring was the it's uh, a Ronnie Barnett the bass player from the Muffs he was um, the warehouse guy at um, he was running the forklift at Epitaph Yeah. yeah when uh, when Offspring, Offspring and Smash came out, right, 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 and um, Smash. I mean, and Rancid as well. Well, Rancid know, too, right. but like Smash was like the it was like the biggest selling independent Huge, record of right. all time, I think. Right at that Jeez. at the time, and it, it made so much money that <clears throat> even Ronnie Barnett 
who was, you know, like who was on a major label, but like, you know, they didn't tour that much. So he's working the forklift yeah. because he was an employee um, with like uh, with benefit or full time employee at uh, Epitaph. He everyone got a smash bonus. Because the end of the year, uh, yeah. Epitaph had so much money. Oh, right? wow. Too much money. Oh, they had right. to get rid of it. They had to pump it into their employees. And everyone got like a huge Christmas bonus. Nice. Because of Smash, which is really cool to hear. But that's like going back to what I was going to say was uh, Mac from uh, Super Chunk right. and Portostatic. It's like it almost seems that the more successful his label got, the more output he was able to. Because it's like he started going back and forth between putting out between Portostatic, like, Portostatic and, and Super well, Chunk records. You have to wonder also, too, like... Uh, I remember seeing a, a review for On the Mouth, uh, the Super Chunk record in Rolling Stone, and they were like, this band is the next Nirvana. You know, this was like 90, was probably 93 or 94, Shit. 92, but it obviously didn't happen. Yeah. And you have to wonder like how, you know, his label became ex- really successful, but then Super Chunk became less successful. Yeah. And I, you have to wonder, there has to be part of him that wishes it would have been Super Chunk as opposed to Spoon or Arcade Fire. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know, I think about that stuff all the time, and well, I know it's just the idea that no, like, he, I, like me too. Looking me too. at him, you go, well, he's so successful, but he probably has those those moments of just going like, it's like, yeah, but we were supposed to be it, right? Know? And right. so you know, and Dana Gould says this all the time too, where it's like, you know, we we right. think of Dana Gould as a very successful comic, worked on The Simpsons, right? He kind of goes, it's like, it's like, it's like he's like, yes, I am very well respected, right? <laughs> it's right. this idea that. Yeah. You know, no one. It's like he doesn't get the jobs that people that came. You know, right. people that go. Dana Gould was the guy. You know, like yeah. Flipper. Everyone always hears about Flipper. How are your glasses doing, Cash? They're they're they love the floor. Right. They love the floor. Uh, but uh, it's Jeez you know, um, just the idea that uh, Flipper. Like everyone, you know, Nirvana talked about Flipper. All these people talk about like, right. Yeah. Flipper, the, not like, anymore. Like the, yeah. Well, not anymore. <laughs> no one but, knows. But like grunge, it's like you know. I remember like everything I read when like grunge was coming out, Nirvana, all this. Right. Like, everyone would always mention that Flipper. Chunks record. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and even it's a. Uh, I think Greg Heller. Um, he was trying. He was like. He, he always has all that. He loves those stories of all those bands that got picked up in that heyday. Yeah. Of like he's, he's like, there's no reason Butthole Surface should have ever been on a major label. <laughs> right. But then, I mean. But uh, then they made the song Pepper, which is a fucking like one of the best pop songs of all time. Yeah, it's classic. Yeah. I mean, they had no business. But that, you know, it's funny actually. I was gonna say uh, Jesus built my hot rod, but that that is actually Ministry, but it's Gibby Haynes yeah. singing. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. why it's a really good Ministry song. Mystery, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Mystery also, and it's this is one of those records that like. Um, like there's certain times where a record comes out and I I tell Emily Gordon right away, yeah. and last week was one of them where Mystery a Ministry came out with a uh, oh, new man. record. Mystery came out with a record. And what's yeah. the title? Because the title it's called, another uh, great it's, uh, title. I'm just gonna spell it for you guys. A M E R I K K K A N T, which is gotta be a reference. <laughs> To America's Most, Most Wanted, Wanted like from Ice Cube. Cube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you remember they had the the album Psalm sixty nine, the way to succeed and the way to suck eggs? Is that the? Yeah, yeah. New World Order. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, I was gonna. That sounds like Palehead. Same. I mean, it's all that like industrial. Industrial. They say that that came from Chicago, right? Is that they say kind of all? Is that where Ministry was from? I mean, yeah. It sounds like it comes from Big Black. Oh, I, yeah. I love the mind is a terrible thing to taste. That's a great. Uh, Were you into ministry? ministry? Yeah, I love that. The land of rape and honey. That's a really good record too. I think that's. The I should first. go back and dig. Oh, in. it's so good. Yeah, that song. So what? That's on. Uh, that's on the mind is a terrible thing to taste. It's super good. Um, here's 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 some bands that I mean to go back to that um, came out, or I became aware of them when I was 
and this is going to, I know how ridiculous it sounds, too punk to want to listen to him. All right. Right, okay. Uh, when when was, you were taking yourself that seriously. As a, as a, like a, a fat nerdy kid? Lit. Yes. Okay. No, lit, I will never return to. <laughs> but I will sing along to my my own worst enemy. Yeah, is that the totally. song? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, Ministry is one of them. Marilyn Manson. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I would like to go back to Marilyn Manson. Early too. White Zombie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. White Zombie's great. I was yeah. never too cool for that. Yeah. In, in the Patty in Patty's book, she talks about how like she's like you know these kids I know you know that I teach drums to they take Marilyn Manson seriously and they they yes. think of him as being political. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I, I have gone back and listened. I I do think it's aged well. You know, you and you and I were talking about Blink One Eighty Two uh, one night, and we were saying how like it's aged in a way that we didn't. Or I, I think it, maybe I was saying that I hadn't expected. Like a lot of it sounds. I, I thought of it, it was being so silly. Then yeah. you see this whole generation grow up with you know, or that have like Green Day Dookie as their bible, and then yeah. Blink One Eighty Two. You know, same thing. And then uh, uh, a lot of it has actually aged really well, and it sounds it really, good still. It really has. It's funny because uh, you know, talking to Mark Hoppus once, um, I, I don't know how it came up, but I, I, we were talking about someone, like some show. It's like it's like oh, it's like this guy's making a whole career off of like, it's like oh, people like adult guys that make like kid shows mm-hmm. or like you know like or teen shows for Nickelodeon, and right? Some of that. Right. It's like the guy's made a whole career off of uh, you know. Like teen angst, and he's right. like, he's like, tell me about it. Because <laughs> even you know, and it was that was the that was that weird pop punk thing though. It's like you know, FYP, Screeching Weasel, the Queers, like a lot of those like pop punk bands, Blink One Eighty Two too. It's like there were guys guys in their twenties talking and singing uh, like their lyrics and their singing were ab- like about high school problems. Oh yeah, right. And it was right. very it was very like retrospective. Right. Well, it's but, like the fifties and sixties. It's like yeah. young girl get out of my mind or like sweet sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. You, can, you can't throw a rock on a fifty station without hitting statutory rape. But you would. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but if like if they're singing in the perspective of like it's like all those songs, all those old rock and roll songs. Like they were all manufactured to a point of just like what's going to sell. Right. The yeah. writers were. I mean, the writers were fifth. The artist was thirty, and then the writers were fifty. Yeah. Exactly. Plus. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So they were just like it was like oh what's like a kid is that what's like a shitty kid that's going to make his parents buy him this forty five. Right. It's like oh like the fucking kid that stays at home and can't get any girls. It's like <laughs> uh, it's like you know he's like he's he's a mama's boy. He's going to make sure that he's going to nag his parents because he's at home all the time and they're going to be like let's Billy is a good. Boy, let's get him this rock and rolling record. Because they were what reading the trades and going like, <laughs> "What's the new? Uh, what's hot on the streets?" Well, yeah, no, not the parents. Oh, no, 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 no. Like the kid asked the parents, and the parents oh, okay. are like, "You're a good boy." It's because the music being made was for like nerdy kids. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like she gave me the runaround. <laughs> she was like a real runaround <laughs> Sue. Oh my god! So uh, she's I I tutored her. <laughs> I f- I feel like the punk stuff in the 90, 90s of like talking about teenage problems or whatever, it was just a product of like punk bands had like eight, 10 songs and then they toured and made no money and they had those songs and that was all they had. And they got better and better at them. And then they finally recorded them. And then, you know, five years later when they're in their twenties, their label wants a second record the next year. And like, Oh no, it took us seven years to write to write a record the Ramones had already written. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, to like, yeah. That was what I was always, I thought was so weird about Screeching Weasel. Right. Ben or Weasel. the Queers. Yeah. About, yeah. It's it like, like, well, it's like yeah. they, they were doing that, but they were doing like, a, you know, a more exciting, newer version right. of that. And then like 
all those bands though, they go, we're going to start these side projects that just sound exactly like the Ramones. Right, yeah, the Riverdales. The Riverdales, right. yeah. Well, also, he was already pretty old, wasn't he? Ben Weasel? Yeah, I'm I remember, actually, like, yeah. So we're doing we're doing a live journal radio in Chicago uh-huh. in April, and I'm I'm like I want to reach out, I want to reach out to Ben Weasel about doing it and right. just ask him point blank. I was like, tell us this, tell us all about how when you punched that girl in the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, if we get Steve uh, or not Steve, uh, uh, Steve Albini. No, well, because they did a record together. There was a split seven inch. One of my favorite split seven inches was Born Against. No shit, that's the Sam McFeeders. I'm sorry, okay. I'm th- I'm messing up all my Chicago asshole right. uh, musicians. <laughs> Steve's not an many. asshole. No, he's not. But he's like known for being persnickety, right? Yes. Did you guys ever reach out to he's Steve Albini about? We did, yeah, and it was just like a little out of our price range, honestly. I thought he was supposed to be affordable. He is for some people. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that his whole thing um, though? It's like you know, in that in that episode of Bourdain. Uh, uh, no, not Bourdain, but the uh, the, the Rock the, City. Yeah, oh, no, right, right, not right. Sound City, but like I made fun of it a bunch. We made fun of it in our scene in uh, Hidden America. Oh, the date was it Sonic right, Highways? Right, right, Sonic right, Highways. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, Dave have you seen Sonic Highways? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. <laughs> that was. I mean, have you been on the show since we did that? I don't no. think so. No, you were very good in that. It was super fun. Thank you. Yes, yeah, yeah, was it was like really, uh, really fun. So it's uh, for those who don't know. Uh, in the first season of Hidden America, in the Seattle episode. Um, I we actually end up going to the sub pop offices, and then we had Hutch play the like Tony, who's the actual head A and R guy, right? Right. Uh, who's a great guy, and yeah, like, who's awesome. And like, Where was but he? he wasn't there. He wasn't yeah. there. No, everyone like it's like it's probably more comfortable that he wasn't. Was there. it Slater Kinney was playing in Portland, so everyone was down there or something like that? Oh, was that? There was some band playing, so sub pop was absolutely right, right. empty. <laughs> right, right, right. And I was but so it was excited. better that way. I was gonna try so hard. I was just like, hey, we can maybe get Mark Arm to do a cameo, and it's like, it's like, no, he doesn't work Fridays or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was the most exciting thing. My first tour through Sub Pop was like uh, some guys giving us a tour. Uh, it was you know, Tony and our friend Ian right. was there too. Ian's really great, but like he was, they were walking through and then like they're like, "Hey, Mark." He's like, "Hey, it's just some guy with long hair and looks like Iggy Pop with a hand cart full of boxes." And I was right. like, "Motherfucker, this Mark Arm from Mud Honey." <laughs> I know, but it's a weird window into the future too because you're like, "Mud Honey did pretty well," and then you're like, "Wow," but then they got Mark on Atlantic, like, right? Yeah, I think they were on Reprise. I Which think, no, maybe. but Reprise was an Atlantic subsidiary. I thought. I think Wasn't it was a it? it was a Warner's. Uh, yeah, it's all uh, that. Oh yeah, it was part of Wea. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense too because Sub Pop's all the distro. I think it's through Wea, Warner Electra. Yeah, but it's. Uh, anyway, but yeah, but yeah. Mark. Yeah, I mean, when we order our merch from Sub Pop, it comes from, from Mark, Mark Arm. Arm. Yeah, yeah, I know. When I get records uh, from Sub Pop, it's like from Mark Arm. It doesn't say Sub Pop. Oh, we, really? Mark Arm. That's we, cool. We got to open for Mud Honey a few times, and one time in Seattle, and I had like longish hair. I had like hair like past my chin, and you know, like Mark does. And we played, <laughs> and then they played, and then we were loading outside, and this this older woman comes up and she says to me, she's like, "Can I just give you a hug?" And I was no. like, "Oh, of course." And she just like gave me just this deep long hug. And she's, I've been a huge fan of yours for like twenty five years. Oh. I was like, it's not me. Oh, I don't think I told her. I don't remember. I don't think I told her. That'd be just, so funny. She's like, like you age you. so gracefully. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, she's like, you look terrible. That, there was a, a, a similar thing happened to uh, Rebecca Hansen, who plays uh, the uh, uh, Cynthia on Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. She's a new voice of Gypsy, but she plays a clone of Pearl Forrester. 
Um, and they make her up to kind of look like, you know, Mary Jo Phelps, who played Pearl Forrester. And we were doing the live show, and there was like a time where she has to go do like a bit in the audience, and some guy like grabbed her hand, and it was just like, it's like, I love you, Pearl Forrester. You're my favorite character. And she was like, and it was one of those things. She's like, thank you so much. My name's Rebecca. You you all audio wise missed the elbow snap back of the yeah, wrist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But she talked about it. She's like, she's like, it felt really weird. Not only like did the guy touch me uh, without asking, he thought I was I he thought I was a fifty year old lady. <laughs> she's like, I I'm not that old. How are do you did you guys meet the fans a lot on that? Yeah, we had like trip? meet and greets. Right, so right, right. How was that? That's what I call meeting fans with money. <laughs> um. The, that was great. Well, you know, Joel would come out and he would get, mm-hmm. you know, he would do the, he would do a Q and A, and then he would bring me out. Uh huh. Um, and you know, I was, I'm always just assuming people hate me, right? Like that's my just because it's. I mean, that's the culture now. That's the culture, especially if you're doing a re, yeah, it's or new remake. guy blues, right, right, yeah, right, right. There's, there's that. That's a big part of it. It's also, you know, um, a lot of the Nerdist fans, like you know, like ver- made it very at least vocal Nerdist fans. Would make it known that I was, you know, their third favorite. That kind of stuff. I think having that, that's like just having low expectations, just going out, assuming everyone hates you, I think it's probably uh, safer for you, right? Just as, for me, like emotionally, yeah. Emotionally, yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to going out thinking, everyone's going to love me, and then having to deal with whatever backlash. I just wonder if I'd respond differently or act differently or be funnier if I wasn't, if, I was, if I'm afraid of people not liking me, and then I start to like chime in or... Like do it's like it's like yeah the guy the new guy he sucks he's like acting like everyone likes him. You know? he's <laughs> like, have he's you like, been surprised at all? Because I feel like people really like the new show. People really like the new show, yeah. and it's you know the the craziest part is like how many how many people go you know I watch the show with my kids and they don't want to watch the old episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Not that young, Neil. It's the only kids drop. No, there was like a three-year-old kid, like like sloppily doing the reptilicus rap from like it was like reptilicus is silly, boy, and he was terrible at it. <laughs> Thank you for saving it for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for not putting that out during the show. No, no, it's 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 been real. It's weird that thing of like it's like I'm sure, yeah, but yeah. It's a you know for when when you go out and do shows like you know. As an opening act, sometimes like it's like what was that that switch where oh yeah like was that doing a scary like, switch to go it's like we're actually gonna do we're gonna headline you know bigger shows right or we're like gonna that. open for Matt and Kim for seven weeks and then at that point I'm assuming no one has ever heard of us and they don't like what's happening right now it's too loud for them you think yet or? oh just whatever it is. Just like, and did they think it's like, why did Matt and Kim come out as this other band called? Right, <laughs> right. But the thing is, like, you're looking at front row or just the people that are like crammed up to the front because they want a are, spot for right, the right, band. right. That's all it is. And oh, Slater Kinney yeah. was one of the first people, one of the first bands that we had like toured with, and it was just like that was the lesson of like anyone that was up close was specifically not there to not see you. They're like, <laughs> this is my spot. Yeah. yeah. Slater yeah. Kenny. And I just like what I'm just glazed over at whatever else is happening. So you're on playing this before. how many people back are you playing for in those situations? I think I, I would just like, you know, the sh- sets are short. It's like 25 minutes or a half an hour. And yeah. it's just like, you just try to, you just play and get through it and try to not care. When opening up for a comic that people are there to see, that's my favorite, like the feature act, like mm-hmm, like Neil mm-hmm. said earlier. It's like the middle act. It's 
it's so great because it doesn't matter right because <laughs> it doesn't matter because you're there like the host has already done the work of like warming up the crowd yeah, yeah. A right good host. right uh and that's it's like for those listening that's the you know the way a comedy show normally works a comedy club show your host comes out he does about 15 minutes or he or she does about 15 minutes and then the feature act comes out he or she does about um you know or that person 30. that comic does you know uh like Half, half an hour, hour 25 yeah. half an hour mm-hmm. and then the headliner comes up um so when i in the middle it's like it's butter right yeah it's butter between the bread people right. are ordering yeah. drinks yeah and it's <laughs> and it's like you can kind of you it's like if you don't do a joke that's not too good you say don't worry the guy you came to see or the girl you came to see is right. here. But don't you also think like they're uh, the audience I feel like the host everyone's just like whatever but at least the middle yeah. they're like there's some respect, especially yes. if they know that you're on tour yeah. with the headliner. And that's what's great yeah. about it is because you were brought here. Yeah. You have, right, right. There's, there's some status, but right. there's no expectations. And you I think have... that's what I like my life to be. Yeah, no expectations. Some status, no expectations. Right. And some curiosity. Like, yeah. oh, if this guy likes this guy, like, yeah. you know, it's that thing we always talk about with bands where it's like, when you read an interview with a band and they mentioned some other band, you're like, what's that band? Yeah, and then you, you go right, find the band. Go, yeah, right. and, and that's go, what we always talk about what we liked about MySpace music, which I think Bandcamp is starting to do, is that that top eight. It's like, it's like this isn't an algorithm saying what this band sounds like. This is this band saying, these are other people you should check out. And that doesn't right. necessarily mean they're going to sound the same. It just means that there's something there yeah. that connects these bands right. spiritually or intellectually. And that's why you should check them out. Yeah, it's like it's like if someone said it's a hey check out uh, Speedy Ortiz and you go I like that it's kind of weird almost mathy sometimes guitar Ooh. riffs um, very like you know joggers nineties you know like guitar riffs but then check out now Sad Thirteen it's you know there's not a correlation besides the girl in it right but it's like there's a feeling there yeah yeah and a girl same with um, Summer Cannibals. And Jessica Bordeaux's record. Right, right. Which actually, it's like, I find myself, as much as I love Summer Cannibals, I find myself going and listening to Jessica's record. Oh, me too. I love, yeah. Yeah, I would feel yeah. the same way. It's funny. Yeah. And when I first heard it, I was like, I was like, it's like, because Jessica always seemed to me like such a rocker. Right, right. And then she puts out a pop record that you produced. Right. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why I was saying there's kind of a kinship with her and like Sadie from from Speedy Ortiz and Sad 13 because it's not like I was in a I was in a rock band and now I'm moving into pop. It's like, mm-hmm. no, in the middle of my career as a rocker, I'm going to put out this pop record. It's great. And I yeah. think it's a, and that's a thing that Neil I think noticed at first out of all the, like our group of friends mm-hmm. when he was on tour with um Odd Future was that there's the younger generation, they don't care about they, the difference between music or labels. Right, or, yeah, like you said, it was just kids. Yeah. Like, it was all these different kinds of kids. Yeah, because it's all free. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So none of it, it's like, there's no sections. Yeah. No. It's just what's popping up. It's just internet, and then you just get curious about something, you go down a road and yeah. whatever, but... And it never costs anything. Yeah. Well, and attention spans are so short. It's not like I'm going to follow this person's career in this one genre for nine years, and then yeah, they yeah. take three years off, and now they come back and yeah. they're remade. There's yeah. just not time. Yeah. But, but I mean, having said that, look at like someone like David Bowie, who changed personas like very rapidly in a in a short time. Like it's kind of a it could be like an old fashioned. Yeah. Way it's to work. you know I think the the weird thing too is that it's just. It's careless. There's a weird thing that I heard recently uh, that Apple might be getting rid 
of um, iTunes. iTunes. Yeah, you said that because, last week. Oh, I did. Okay, great. Well, well tune I, in next, but not Apple Music. Apple Music. The thing is, it's like everyone's realizing that they could pay ten dollars a month or twelve dollars a month to listen yeah. to everything. Why would they buy even songs? I mean, yeah, I mean, I realize yeah. that. <laughs> What's your preferred service? Uh, Spotify. I'm off Spotify. You're off it. I never got on it because I was an audio guy. And because right. they had transparent business practices, they worked with labels more so than any other place. Right. Um, Spotify just seems to be in the business of ripping off artists. Yeah. But now the, so uh, like am I. they're starting to, <laughs> well, the business of getting ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand that. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, thought you meant like as a producer, you're ripping off artists because you sit on the couch well, and just yeah, pay just by the, just by working with them. You guys think about? I don't have to turn on my phone for that. <laughs> but what's the um, like uh, what do you what do you find? Do you know where you're you know what's weird because like all these uh, I yeah I do and it's not Spotify but it's not Apple Music either. What is it? <sighs> My money comes from anything that we've licensed. It comes from that's where yeah. it yeah. still still does. Um, it's like whatever Lacey Swain. Exactly. Yeah. It's like when Chuck when there's like Chuck reruns or yeah, Weeds yeah. or Castle or whatever. I mean, it's still. You know stuff that's you got barely... castle. You got a weed castle money. You got that castle money. You got that castle money. Like Shrek streets. money, right? But it's uh, is that so? It's licensing now. I mean, it has been for a while for us. It was mostly, you know, I feel like it, so. Garden State this... changed the game. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because you were there. I was there in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like almost like it's like what's that Matt Gurley podcast? I was there too. I was there too. Yeah, I was there, yeah. that's what you should be, but for uh, the sub pop. Right. <laughs> exactly. I know. I know. <laughs> it's so funny because for a while I was like, I got in my head, I was like, hey, no one's done the sub pop oral history, and they still haven't like a book, and I was like, I'm gonna do that. And yeah, yeah and I, I I can be like a bit player like in my own book, yeah. and then I like pitch it to Tony, and he's like, "Oh no, someone's doing that." No, uh, this, this is like eight years ago. Seriously, this is forever ago. But then you know, once I thought about, it, I was like, "God, that must be so much work," and I I don't want to do that. Yeah, it's a <laughs> lot work. of work. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, you know, we should do a live show somewhere. in Seattle and have Tony on. Okay. All right. Tony's great, and you know Tony's <laughs> from L.A. Yeah, or, yeah, um, yeah. That's oh, then have uh, him come yeah. here because. This flight to Chicago is killing me. Is it really? Is it bad? I haven't got mine yet. Yeah, I it's like four hundred and fifty. What? Yeah. What? When Let's are you guys drive. going? Don't worry, you won't make the money back. <laughs> like going direct, because I'm not gonna fuck around. And like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, we're, be there. we're doing a live Jonah Radio at the North Bar in Chicago oh. on April 27th. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or eighth. I know it's that weekend. That I'm doing, weekend, I'm doing shows. I'm doing two stand-up shows, and I'm doing. I'm gonna riff cool. with some local guys that do like uh, movie riff and stuff, and. And it should be fun. But uh, we're going to take a quick break okay. so we can refill our drinks. And this is um, uh, straight up from Richmond, Virginia, Roswell Kid. This is their song, UHF on DVD. Sure, UH- yes, there is. There is a bathroom. Real quick, side note. UHF, uh, if you get it on Blu-ray, um, there is an interview at San Diego Comic-Con that I did with Weird Al Yankovic. You interviewing Weird Al? Yeah. Nice. Dreams do come true. <laughs>
used to be at home with you Eating tacos and watching UHF from Max Fun Network is here. What's going on, Lindsay? Hey, Jonah. Real big news. What's going on? The Max Fun Drive is just around the corner. Ooh. Just around the corner? What? Which corner? Left or right? All of them. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. So it's actually kind of creeping up on us. Yeah, keep an eye open. It starts April 2nd, and it runs for just two weeks, and it is the best time for your listeners to become Max Fun members and support you guys financially. That's, That's awesome. Great. Yeah. yeah. So Join up. Don't be a jerk. All right. But don't don't need to yell at them. Don't be nice to them. I mean, we want them to do something. Attitude of gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lindsay's going to be back soon to tell us more about the Max Fund Drive. That's right. But for now, listen in. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, this is Adam Conover. You may know me from my true TV show, Adam Ruins Everything. Well, guess what? Now we're doing a podcast version right here on Maximum Fun. What we do is we take all the interesting, fascinating experts that we talk to for just a couple minutes on the show, and we sit with them for an entire podcast, really going deep and getting into the fascinating details of their work. Find Adam Ruins Everything wherever you get your podcasts or at MaximumFun.org. The taping one, the web is dry, and say it isn't so. Them podcast boys had come along to kill the radio. Then John Ray said, I put the music in our heads. Dio couldn't make it cause he's dead.
Look at that. We got some we got some ads in there from uh, other Max Fun shows. Oh, our Max Fun brethren. Uh, brethren. And sisterin. And sisterin. People yeah, will be sisterin. seeing on cruises Slytherin? and in Slytherin. That's a Harry Potter. It's so house, weird because right? I'm like, I got into Harry Potter way late, but I'm way into it. Are you? What? Like, you know, about a year or so ago, Deanna and I just started, like, we're like, you know, we. They got the Harry Potter world opening up right. at the Universal Did you go? Studios. Haven't gone yet. <laughs> but the whole idea was that we we're going to watch all the things and we were going to watch them in time for it to open up. And we still haven't gone. Oh. Did you watch we, all of them? We watched all of them. Like within uh, like three weeks, we watched all of them. Oh, wow. My girlfriend loves Harry Potter. It's really good. Yeah. It's, it, it's, uh, it's this is going to sound like I'm disagreeing with them. I'm not. It's really not bad because it's really easy for that stuff to be bad and it's not. Sure. It was. It's also, you know, there's only so many Lord of the Rings yes. movies to watch. Kind of, Christ. yeah. I hate those. You don't it's like only so those? many thousands no. of hours. Like I'm a, I love like fantasy and swords and all that shit. But it, you it, don't it, like Lord of the Rings. It's so boring. It's oh so, shit! I should say who fucking just played. I'm so sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like that was a that was a great band out of Quincy. Quincy out of Quincy? Massachusetts. Quincy. What'd you say yeah. when I told you? Ninety five North. Quincy Brawl. Yeah. Yeah. So, Quin- oh, Quincy, which I think is where Mike Mitchell from the Doughboys is from. Sure. Oh, oh that's, that's the sound of the city. That's the sound of another Quincy dude <laughs> just doing too much math and boxing oh, for him. Oh. No, that's, that's somebody jaywalking in South Pasadena is what that is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's that, a, band from you Quincy, still have your Christmas lights up. Man from Quincy, Massachusetts called Bugs and Rats. Uh, and that song was I Felt a Funeral in My Brain. I love it because the guy who's singing sounds like Neon Todd from Le Shock, which is uh, one of my favorite bands. And it looks like a picture of, uh, what's her name? Is this Selma Blair? No, no, no. Who passed away? Uh, girl oh. interrupted. Uh, oh, oh, uh, no, she was from the I'll wrong never girl. tell. The wrong girl. Yes. Uh, Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. That might be Brittany Murphy. Tell. It's like the most famous trailer of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. I just remember that because I saw the movie again recently. I know I had seen it before, what but was the all movie I remember even? is I that. Uh, she's no, in a mental no. hospital, and she's the only one who knows the clue to another it, murder. Is it that's Michael being... Douglas is like the the dude. Oh, I, I remember. It's kind of like a Silent of the Lambs type thing, or like yeah. you got to go talk to this crazy person to get the info on this People other crazy person. People are screaming at their transistor radios <laughs> at eight o'clock at night on a Thursday. They're screaming right now at <laughs> the us. name of that Britney Murphy movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What movie are we talking about? A Britney Murphy movie where she goes, "I'll never tell." Oh yeah, I don't. Maybe know it's that Harrison either. Ford. I don't remember who the fuck that. No, what's the? I love that none of us are Dakota looking Johnson. it up. And no, Dakota Fanning. No. <laughs> Dakota Johnson was in Fifty Shades. No, no, of Grey. but there was the there End was of the, sentence. There was the horror movie that came out in the two thousands, and like Mindy Kaling used to have that great stand up bit about it, where it's like it was all like, uh, "Come out, come out, wherever you are," and like it was like they had all these nursery rhymes, and she's like, "You just think that if they can't find the girl, they're gonna run out of it, so they just start going A B C D E F G." I think it was Robert De Niro. Don't say a word. That's Don't the movie. Say a word. But I love it. All I needed to look up was "I'll Never Tell." <laughs> yeah. That's what, what I googled. Was the, what was the Dakota Fanning movie with? Uh, this uh, is her, like Dakota Fanning as an an adult, or which, when she no, was she a was kid. like it was one of her first movies. Oh. Um, it was like it was what, a Dakota Fanning horror movie, and it was uh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's soon. Hide and seek. Yes, that's yeah. it. Who is that? Uh, Tommy Lee Jones, is that? Is it Tommy Lee Jones? No. Uh, yeah, because that was the thing. It was like Robert De Niro. Robert uh, De Niro, I knew it. 
And it was like that was the whole thing. Man, and and, uh, and He's Mindy done a Kaling lot. <laughs> He's done a lot. Yeah, Mindy Kaling, who used to have you know like a great stand-up set. Yeah, back when yeah. Uh, it's wow. been a while since I've seen her in a club. Not I always think it's like there should be a reunion, an office reunion, where BJ Novak can do his old stand-up bits, and Mindy Kaling can do her old stand-up bits. And, we could just Helms. call it the the what was that the Fire Cafe open mic reunion from like nineteen no what was that two thousand one two thousand two. There was some night where it was like What's that fire? Hot Wings place. Yeah, the Hot oh, Wings. Oh, the Hot Wings Cafe on Melrose. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. not on Melrose in the Valley. There was some some place in the Across Valley. Across from the bank where we. I used think to we would, no, that was buzz, that was a coffee place. It yeah. was like Hot Buzz or something. Yeah. So what we're trying to say is that we used to do open mics with people that are really successful. <laughs> and and right. those, pe- those people literally got successful as they walked out of the open mic. Yeah. Right. Well, it's as Jared Grody used to put. Jared Grody, great comedian. Very funny. Uh, who, he he said Twitter. this about uh, BJ Novak. BJ Novak came out to Hollywood with the shirt on his back and the directions to a staff writing job on a network <laughs> sitcom. Was that a roast joke? Yeah, that's probably we roasted BJ Novak. Yeah. And Dan Mintz was the roast master general. Oh, How much stand-up are you doing lately? You know what? None, but I'm starting to again because right. I need money. Do you? <laughs> yes. That's the worst like, don't, part. Don't let the Mylar you balloons. Know, the worst part is like, it's like even like uh, the, the perceived amount of money that people in television make is what's really right, ruining right. my friendships with my old friends. <laughs> my friend Rachel was in town for the... Um, my, my friend Rachel and Aaron and Virgie were all in town, like Hawaii friends. For the Jawbreaker shows, right? And she said, uh, "Jason Gomes, Jason Gomes, our friend that does a Flying Coffin up in Seattle." And he was like, "Yeah, Jason said you made like three million dollars on <laughs> on the uh, yeah on the uh, Meltdown show." And I said, "Maybe three million dollars for three seasons of the show was the budget." Yeah, yeah. If, if probably uh, less than that. Right, right. Yeah. It depends uh, on how much cast on yeah. I made more yeah. off that show than you did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's the same true. thing as I the know. music business where like Nirvana got a million dollars to make this record. Like, no, Nirvana spent a million dollars to make yeah. that record. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't Then I don't, they made. And I had three shows at, around the same time. And right. it's just that none of it was a lot of money and and also I Spent it. I spent it. it you spend a, money. I spent right. money, and also I. It's like, and this is a, these guys know it, but I spent a lot of money on my mom and clearing up my dad's debts. Well, right. you know when you, you make that you, joke, you you're really, like, it's like, what does that happen? You like your parent owes a debt, and then you realize, oh, when one parent dies and the other can't handle it, oh yeah, family debt is like a real, real thing. Well, yeah. you right. you just right. went you, as soon as you yeah. get those checks, you're like, I'm going to Rodeo uh, Boulevard and buying uh, my dad dying. Because that's something I've always wanted to do. That's what I did. That's yeah. what I did. I said at the height of my career, uh, the most busy, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a tour, and then I'm gonna take a soft landing into my dad dying. <laughs> just <a> nice, <laughs> soft. Just kind of was like, it's like, what would be weird of not knowing when you're gonna work again? And there's some kind of like fun, friendly, but like legally clad way you can just divorce yourself from all relatives, and then like, oh no, no, we never spoke. I thought Wink, of, we spent every Christmas and Hanukkah together. I think about it a lot, but my mom is so rad yeah. that I just wanted to help her out. Well, yeah, you can if do If my it. dad was asked for money, I would have said, go fuck off. <laughs> if like but, my mom somehow incurred debt, which she wouldn't because she lives real simple, uh, I would be like, dad, you're on your own. But since it's the other way around, I go, it, it, oh, yeah. I go, I'm so sorry that your husband <laughs> was bad at money. <laughs> but I, what I mean is like, yeah, like when someone's alive, you help them out. But then... If everyone's gone, it's like that fucking credit card company goes fucking eat my asshole. Yeah, I, it does seem to me that's that like no, that's kind of the only stuff. way you can get over uh, on all of this debt and all of this like crazy 
how, how porn it sort of takes over your life when you're poor is that like, stuff you should true. be able to die and get away from it but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah well now the tricky part was uh and we'll move on from the conversation after this but like uh the it's like they had a joint bank account all yeah. their funds were together they took out loans together um and so those my mom couldn't keep up those loans right. so right. i had to fix them and she had to get her a car and all this yeah. stuff so it's you know that and the money and also like I'm going to be completely honest. There was some retail therapy that happened after my dad died. Yeah. <laughs> right, which is, there's no problem with that. I mean, no. don't you think like the rule is like no matter, you're never making as much money as everyone thinks you're making. And that's yeah. always the worst is where it's like, you know, when you don't cover a check, everyone's like, all right, well, I guess we'll split it. <laughs> right. Billionaire. Right. <laughs> and I imagine it in, uh, it's like, because you're working with younger guys and girls in the Port- Portland scene. You said right. like, it's like they're, they're teenagers or early 20s. Right. And they must think that you're like well off. Also, I, right. I, I, and I, I am compared to them. Compared to them, yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. But, right. But like, you know. And I was like, if I was well off, I wouldn't be doing this. It's <laughs> 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 also like, our joke was that we. You we, would, though. You would, you would like. No, no, no. I absolutely would. No, no. Because I, I need to work. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You I also would. love being an elder statesman in Portland. Walking absolutely. Around, absolutely. Walking around Portland with you. Is a blast, right? Because it's just like you're walking around with the mayor. It's yeah, like, right. it's just right. like hello, hello, right. hello, right. And, and you never get a sunburn because of the giant top hat that he wears. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Cast a shadow. Also, thanks for leaving that and outside. This is, That's this is a great thing about uh, Hutch too. Is like when you're when you go hang out with him in Portland, it's like he doesn't care where you go. It's it's like oh, think about going here. You heard just like yeah, sure, I don't care. It's like it doesn't matter where. Should I? Are there people up. that care or yeah? I just yeah. like it's like for me if someone's in town, they're like it's like hey, me and my friends are meet up here. I go, I'm not going there. <laughs> right. Well, your, your options are so much more limited in Portland. I, I guess they, like yeah. you have like a million places you could go. Yeah. And there's yeah. there like well, there's two other places we could go, but sure, we'll we'll end up at those other places later. So yeah. fuck it. It's a it's a yeah. You're walking around, it's like. You're you're very, you're a very easygoing guy, and that's why I like. There's a very Californian Northwest for sure, vibe for to sure, you, for sure, for sure. Where it's like it's like it's a hey, let's go for a piece. You're like sure, let's do what we do. I don't know, I don't care. Right. I mean, it's kind of like a path of least resistance type thing as well. That's I do that too. Yeah. yeah. But did you? I haven't you, picked picked a restaurant in five years. Yeah, it's very infuriating. As yeah, a it it really is. Sorry. I feel like just like touring forever kind of puts you in that mode too. Like like are we gonna? I don't have the energy to suggest. Somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. Or to argue. Well, there's also know, the thing of LA else. where it's people come to LA and they're like, we want to go to the beach. And I was like, that's two days away, man. Yeah, I'm right, not going right, to the right, beach. Right. Have fun. Yep. Yeah. Take yeah. pictures. What's would, the boardwalk like? When people yeah. would come to Hawaii, it'd always be like, we want to go to the beach. It was like, yeah, what else is there to do? <laughs> of course right. we're going to take it. That was right. like the, the five things we had planned. <laughs> and so I, but the, I always, this is one of my favorite uh, moments in my life is that. Um, Shelter came to town. Uh-huh. No, no, sorry. Quicksand came to oh, town, yeah. but the show got canceled, and so uh, and and Quicksand was already there, so they didn't care. They could care less that there wasn't a show. To oh play. hell yeah, and you're in Hawaii. No, I yeah yeah. But yeah. The venue got shut down, so they're just like, and we're like, we could set up a, a garage show in the North Shore, and they're like, you know what, guys, don't worry about it. <laughs> right. Just take us around, and. And so I remember, like, we were taking it, and there was like a guy from the band Battery that was like playing bass with him at the time. And I was like, Battery, fucking yeah, straight edge. Right? And he was smoking cigarettes. I was like, What's going on? <laughs> uh, and of course, Walter, Walter Sheffield from, you know, from he, he, he's got to go down as like, 
Yeah, Walter Sheffield from Quicksand, Gorilla Biscuits, um, uh, Youth of Today. Rival Schools. Rival Schools. It's like, How's that guy, for a pull for me? I'm, he, yeah, I'm pretty surprised with that Rival Schools pull. <laughs> but he's this like he's probably the most like prolific guy out of hardcore. Uh-huh. Outside of Moby, I guess. Um, but uh, but he was like, it's like he's also one of the funniest guys I've ever seen. And like, it's like we went like we were showing him like this one beach, and they're like all the guys are like, oh, and they're jumping in, and like we're like, oh, we'll take over this thing. It's either like the blowhole, you know, or on you know South Shore of Hawaii yeah. on Oahu, and like it's like there's a blow, and all the guys go whoa, and Walter goes, so it's just like it's the same water, right? Everyone's like, what? He's like. The water that you guys jumped in is the same water that's over here. Cool. When are we getting to the bar? <laughs> oh my God. Wow. And also, I didn't the, know you were in Quicksilver, Neil. The, t- the time that Quicksilver. we were that Gosh. I was taking around um, uh, Ray Capo from Shelter and Youth mm-hmm. of Today and stuff like that, and Better Than a Thousand, uh, we were driving around and like I had a CD on. It's just the CD that was there when we got in. It was Lifetime's. Uh, I'm not sure if it was Hello Bastards or Jersey's Best Dancers. But uh, he was just like, this guy's voice fucking sucks. Oh, I hate this guy. It's so whiny. You thought he was such a pussy. Yeah, and I was like, Lifetime. so whiny. This is the guy Fuck. that like, it's like, if you've heard Later Day Shelter. What, is this like 96? This what was year 98, is this? I think. Okay, okay, okay. This is when like Shelter put out a record that was like a compilation where there was like a reggae song and a pop punk right. song. These are the true emo years though. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mid to late 90s. Wait, where were these bands playing? In where Hawaii. Or, where or when? Where? where uh, I mean, like, what were the venues? I mean, it wasn't... They were all, no, they are all, like, you know, uh, max, maybe two, three hundred people. Right, right. But, like, know. house shows or kind of, like, oh, no, DIY no, no. Uh, or, well, like... Because we went to Hawaii once and we played a couple shows. It was awesome. Did you do house shows? Or? We did a UH show and then we did, like, oh, nice. a... Wait, I don't UH, know what like, the meaning bar. at the amphitheater? Uh, no, it was in, like, a kind of, like... Uh, Cafeteria. Not quite like no, a, like, only, yeah. like where a, like like a like a play might have happened, but oh, but so it like wasn't like oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, it, but didn't have like seating. It was kind of just yeah, like I know that place. I saw, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I saw the, at the Hawaiian International Film Festival that year showed a 3D porn there, like an old like 70s porn, uh-huh, uh-huh. and everyone went like being like, it's like we're so ironic. This is gonna be so funny, right, right. And then everyone at the same time realized. There's a bunch of people sitting here watching two people fuck. John Holmes right. is now fucking that girl full Jesus. penetration. Is, and then 3D? everyone just started immediately like leaving. I think, I, I right, think right. I've seen it that It was a movie. 3D porn, yeah. Right, yeah I think like, like, to, uh, That's so weird. USC. Yeah, it was just like, it was an ironic thing. It was like 99, I think. It was just very ironic. It's like the Hawaiian. It was it was like and it was, a, it was a 60 millimeter projector, you know? It was two 60 millimeter projectors. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you have to. Oh, for John Holmes? <laughs> no, project 3D porn you need. Oh, oh. No, no, it was a 3D print. So it was just, so it would just, the, it, it would, they would put it on top anyway. of each other. I just remember, the, like you're saying, like the kids who had put on Zoinks the show, they hated the beach. That. They hated. Yeah, the punks like, hated the go to the beach, we're like, oh, one guy's like, I hate sand. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate sand. No, that was, couldn't wait to move to California. Yeah, the punks, the punks in Hawaii, this is how you, you refer to sand as white mud. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want to get in some white mud? You're disgusting. Oh we yeah. played with Mates Estate and Davey from The Promise Ring, who is on like a solo what? something, or just Davey? like a random. Yeah, yeah. You, where does he He's live super now? Super nice. I have no Say Chicago. Lives in Milwaukee. You know what? I wonder how much I could pay him to get him to come down and not do much. the live genre it's, radio. It doesn't, doesn't, it's not that far from Milwaukee to Chicago. To I, was, I, I was starting to, that's close. That's close, <laughs> yeah, Neil. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was almost like I was looking. I was like, "How far away is Minneapolis?" Because I was like, "Maybe one of the Dillinger Four guys will come out." And I was just like, "That's too far," and I'm not gonna pay for those guys to come out. I think they have jobs and like 
Some of them don't now that the triple rut closed. I think I think triple rut closed. Oh, yeah. Ever did you do a show? I performed there because of Dillinger Fourth of July, which was like lifter puller plates. Scared to Chaka did a reunion. Like it was like it was a dream come true. Lifter puller liner. It's one of the best clubs ever. It was one of the clubs, obviously. Uh, like designed and opened by a musician because Which it one was, was just the Triple Rock. Triple Rock. It was like, uh, yeah, um, Dillinger Ford. That was. Like I, rem- I remember when you came back from that and you were f- fucking blown away. Man, it just meant well, so much. Like, I, like Minneapolis is truly one of the cities that I go. Well, when all else fails, I'm going to move there and just try and see if I can become a bartender at Grumpy's Northeast. Motherfucker, you're from Hawaii. You're, you're going to move to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but not really. You have okay. no idea. I know. I have an idea. I went into the fucking. Yeah, I went England. to Lake Erie in fucking January for how many days? <laughs> no, I went into Lake Erie. He's saying he. How many days were you in Lake Erie? Well, the tide took me away. <laughs> days before, but then the whale came. And the lake was angry. I earned <laughs> my namesake that month. Yeah. The lake was angry. <laughs> the lake was angry. Like that, that non-freshwater thing. I that, grew up with pretty bad winters, and the four days I was They're in, a good band. Are they still around? <laughs> pretty good winters? Fuck. <laughs> Uh, 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 hold on. Let me write down the time code for when everybody gets disgusted with everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like the four days in February or March that I was in Minnesota, I was like, this is fucking untenable. No, it's real bad. It's real bad the winter's there. I, I, great club, though. Great club. Yeah, great club. 7th great Street club Entry. Well, I don't know. Awesome. The thing yeah. is, like, yeah, but I, it's like, so the club. what's the, I mean, Portland's Off a great topic. city. Okay. Is that, if you could live anywhere you want, which you kind of can, do you stay in Portland? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would only, I would move back to California uh, but Legally, I, I, my buddy. <laughs> Sorry, that's, a, the, that's so also yeah. yeah, yeah. No, we have yeah. it, but like yeah. even better because it's like yeah. Yeah. yeah, They just drop. We have, we're now bubble sk- bubble style where we've like like the whole West Coast is like tick, 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 yep. And yep. now we got it all. Right, right. No, I love Portland still. I really, really yeah. love it. You gonna stay there? You gonna be a lifer? I think so. Yeah. You know, Blake Schwarzenbach is a bartender in Brooklyn. Sometimes is he really? Yeah. Who's that? He's from Good just for him. Brazil, Justin Jawbreaker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think about I, I think about that all the time. Becoming a bartender, daytime bartender. I think about like working no, in a kitchen. I think about washing worst. dishes. I I don't. I I've done those. do not want to serve the public like over the counter again. But well, but, but that's like, the but great thing about but I don't have though. It's I mean that's that's kind uh, of. But that I doesn't feel. mean I want to serve someone. But it's a, during the day at a bar. What does the the position of the sun matter? If I well, it's because there's fewer people. You make less money. Make I also okay. Money. I, I don't like need Portland. to, so I won't. If I if I had to, I would. I we feel like Portland yeah. also when the, the fucking we, bottom we drops out. Well, the, there's not going to be cafes when the bottom yeah. drops out. <laughs> I'm gonna, oh, be, I'm, I'm gonna be, be a uh, garbage stir. I'm gonna be right at the top of the dump hierarchy. I like to think that where the bottom to... drops out, but we're still making little hearts and lattes. <laughs> no, no, no. I put our overlord's face on done. your coffee. Right, right. Uh, I'm gonna be a bootleg pay gas right. salesman. Oh, now that will still be a thing. Yeah. I'm going to run children fights. <laughs> children <laughs> fights? Oh. Yeah, just gear them up with razors and stuff. What was that? I'm sorry. 
That's my I'm theme sorry. song from when I do children fights. Oh, nice, nice. It's the soundtrack. Can I be the that... guy in Road Warrior that gets his fingers chopped off? <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like the master blaster. Oh, we're, we're, uh, yeah. Hutch, we're always hiring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we're gonna get Beyond Thunderdome here. So oh. We're gonna, uh, straight. God damn it. God damn it. We got, almost got through the whole yeah. thing without him doing his porno drops. Yeah, exactly. Neil is a little baby guinea pig with anxiety. <laughs> Not as funny as Kumail. <laughs> Neil is having a problem with being vulnerable and letting people in. Yes. Break down that All they're doing, people guys, guys at home, the they're just Neil. staring at each other in Not the eyes. Yeah, that's obvious, but it's not even that anymore. <laughs> I'm going to have to do a new sound drop. Uh, Bill Tackett, you listening? Bill Fretboard Tackett. Not as successful as Kumail. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I stepped on it one more time. Not as successful as Kumail. There we go. All right. We're going to take a break for a song from a band from New York, and they are called Ink Mouth. This is their song, Manic at Home.
a two for yesterday. Two for yesterday. Um, if you were listening, that was uh, the world at large from Philadelphia. Yeah, all the good stuff comes from Philly. So this is Hutch Harris from the Thermals saying Still here. that Philly is the town that's next. I think they're now. I think they're now. They're think just they're about now? to be done, probably. Oh, you think Uh-oh. that's how it works, right? Is it moving yeah. south? Well, how long What's can next? you possibly have? Yeah. Rhode Island? Is Rhode Island? Uh, Rhode Island maybe? already had like a band explosion, didn't they? Well, no. they had like... Yeah. Um, well, they had... Uh, uh, the the Tossing heads. And, and, yeah. 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 Right. Well, Rhode Island was... Uh, RISD had um, Lightning Bolt. Lightning Bolt. That lightning was bolt. Yeah. Every Death 20 years, RISD produces... Produces. Just... Just those rich kids getting it right every once in a while. Yeah, and Ink Mouth, the band we played before them, was from New York, New York, which is... What's the uh, name of the song the World at Large did? Oh, I already... Oh, you already, I already exited out of my browser. Oh, no. If you want your music featured on Jonah Radio... To Without the title mention. A bunch of drunk browser. people go, yeah. hey, it was pretty good. I mean, yeah, it sounded good. It was a title ad. We were talking to her, but it was... A, but uh, Jonah Radio, J-O-N-A-H-R-A-Y-D-I-O at gmail.com. Also, this is a good time to say, if you liked any of the bands we heard, look at the app that you're listening to this on. There is a description. In the description, there are links to these bands' band camps or SoundClouds or whatever we have. Well, the, the best way to purchase their music is purchase always their the way music. they go. And if you, can't, if you don't have that money, here's the thing. It's like, don't say, like, well, I'm not going to go there because I can't buy their stuff. Follow their stuff. Or yeah. follow them on Twitter, or or just go so to the Bandcamp and and play the song over and over yeah, again. They play get the, the song, they know, they juice. see. But just like be sure to show the bands that you like them. Like it's go on their Twitters or their Instagrams or their Snapchats and just swipe go swipe up on their Instagram swipe up story. on their on their Instagram. You stories. don't have to buy, but at least the swipe up will count. Swipe right if you see them on Tinder. Just happy that you swiped up. But it's it's important to let bands know that they are heard. Yeah. Especially now, because it's like a lot of bands, the younger people, they tend to do this thing where they put out their music, and they don't know. Right. So let them know. Let them That's know. It's what very the, important. What, what they're hoping for is something you can give them very, no, very honest, easily. No, you know, it's kind of right, though, because like some feedback, they, they might not know. You can listen to their song a thousand times on Spotify, and they'll get a quarter. Mm-hmm. But if you like send them a tweet or something, honestly, that probably will keep them going more than... Anything, yeah, yeah. Anything else he could do? Anything else that? Well, because it's like they started out broke. Yeah, they're still broke. But you tell them, they'll end up broke, right, Hutch? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) No, they'll end up producing, knowing, knowing that you know, just a little interaction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and I'm sure, I'm sure for you, I'm sure you can still remember like when you were starting to put songs together and stuff like that. You play for somebody and they give you positive feedback. It means the world to you. I mean, to you. even tonight, you, you post that we're going to do an interview on this and a couple people are like, oh, uh, Body, Blood, and Machine will yeah. change my life or I love it. Like that, that Sean does. O'Connor was like, he's like, why didn't you tell me Sean is going to be there? Yeah. Is he still living in your old place? He still is. Okay, we won't say that. You know, every is, time, but... every time uh, Sean O'Connor like, or his wife, uh, Aaron, posts a picture of their house, like of their baby or something like that, we still see like unpacked boxes oh. there. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's been like two and a half years no. or something. Yeah. Right? It's been three and a half. Yeah, years. yeah, yeah, yeah. It has. Well, they had a I was baby. Trying to do the math tonight. No, it would make a difference. That, um, uh, but yeah, that's uh, Sean is so sweet. I love him. He's one of the. I met him when he came known. through with Norm Macdonald. I don't know uh, if you know. We were talking about and like Amy it's Miller like, was hosting. Yeah, I was God. gonna say Sean is sweet when you first meet him. Then he's the worst person in the world who also happens to be sweet. Like I, once you get past that, like he feels comfortable with you, he will be so goddamn mean to you. Maybe it's just me, but he will be so goddamn mean to you. 
but he's still really charming. And you I've I, I've hacked Sean O'Connor where it's like when I'm mean to him, and then he tries to be mean to me, and I I I act really hurt, and he's he's like, you can't do that. It's against the rules. I feel bad. But a true true friendship, yeah, is being terrible to that person. We were discussing well, it's like this a sibling thing. Yeah. It's like. It's like, can you move past it? Is it like that's when you're friends? Like, if you can have a big blowout and then you're friends the next later that night or the next day. Well, here's the thing: you're not only friends with Kathy, your coworkers, your bandmates. Right. right. It's, a, it's that's got to be. And we dated for three years. I mean, yeah. we were together. Yeah, that's During, crazy. When, when, while you guys were doing the band, before the band, that's really? Even yeah, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. that's yeah. I'm, well, it's like in in um, Carrie Brownstein's book where she was, you know, dating Corinne, right? And then like she's like, and then Corinne starts dating Lance Bangs. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That adds flavor. But it's just it is a, like an odd thing where it's like it's like what? How did that work? Have you, I'm sure you've talked about uh, this in, like I, NME I, interviews, I, NMERAP. It's funny because I was talking to. Mark Maron about it because he was like, "How do you?" He was like, "How Did do you?" you just... on the WTF? Yeah, yeah. Man. A couple years ago. A couple years ago. Oh, I get that. out. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> no, it was no, really no. Good. He, it was a he, good one. He, he yeah, did. it was great. He Did means you see that your you... listeners? Did you like get a? a there was like a slight bump in streams for about seven hours, and then you go back. You know what? That's Here's what you expect, thing. though. That's hey, what you expect. Hey, Jonah Radio listeners, let's outstream yeah. WTF. Yeah. No, but what what he was saying, he's like, "How do you?" He's like, "I can't even." Imagine like staying friends with an ex, much less, you know, working together. For yeah, but however, it's, and I'm friends with Mark, so long. I can say this. But he right, poisons right. exes. He poisons relationships. Okay, <laughs> like it's no, but he. It's like when when uh, either yeah. he or his you know wife or girlfriend is done. He he like he says this is done, and he makes it done. Right, it's like right. salted earth when you like, yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Salt I mean, earth so nothing else may grow. No. Yeah. He, I've always looked at it because I'm friends with most of my exes. Like when once you've gotten that close with someone, like you're not going to get that close with many people, uh, many other people, like for the rest of your life. I don't know. Our friend Paul Bonanno does the same thing, where he's like best pals with every one of his. Exes. Well, I wouldn't say best pals. I would just say like you're on, in good, a band on good terms. With well, well, okay, with Kathy, but no one else. Okay, but good terms, good terms. But it, like, it's like, was that? So give us the timeline. So you Stano's dated for uh, three Kathy, years. Uh, Kathy and I meet uh, ninety five, ninety six. Our bands played together. I had a band called Bunch of Losers, <laughs> and we did like we did like the dwarf thing where we would like pull up our pants <laughs> and get on our knees. Okay, wait, this is great because dwarf the, does the, the DIY place to play. This is in Cupertino. Was in the basement of the Cupertino Library. I, and I like remember where that. All place. the chairs went. There was like a sliding door, and we hid ourselves and all our amps in this kind of storage space. Got down on our knees, and you, you know, you put your shoes, you, you roll your pants up to your knees, stand on your knees, and your, your shoes are there. And then we opened the door, and then we were. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kathy's playing in this really cool, like all girl, like kind of like. Uh, they were kind of like helium or something. Like it wasn't like quite punk. It was kind of like an indie rock band. Yeah. It was called Pistol, like P I S T I L, like the female reproductive yes, uh, of part of a plant. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, that old chestnut had a couple bands. Moved around the Are country. Moved to Portland. Of both of those bands? I don't. 
Oh, well, I definitely have recordings of my band. You should oh, ask you Kathy need to if send there's recordings in. of her bands. There, there is. Great... No, I know there is. And it's really good. Is the that would thing. be a great like, they were good. The record is, a, is an oral history, a recorded oral history, and then you guys go through... Like how you met, and then you play these bands, and then right. you do this thing, and then you play those bands, and then you play the Hutch. Just Cassidy does anyone to... care? Like, but maybe you'd be a good show. That's what you call it. The... <laughs> yeah. Does anyone care? Right, the oral right, right. history of the thermals. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Let me produce it. I think you just did. <laughs> I did. You're hold right. On, hold on, Jonah. Cross your legs and take a sip of beer. <laughs> oh yeah. my God! There you're a producer. You go. Yeah, record producer. There you go. Um, I'd like to do that if that's okay. Okay. Sure. Okay. An it's not going to cost us or make us any money. Exactly. So what's to lose? Yeah. What's to lose? I think it'd be really cool. Okay. So keep on going with the story. <laughs> uh, Kathy and I had a band called Hala. We moved. Wait a minute. You, from the Bay Area, you named you named a band that, and you pronounce it Hala. As opposed to Hella. Uh, yeah. How, yeah. How do you you're, not? You're picturing it. It was spelled H A E L A H. All right. It's so funny because today I feel like there's no more, you know, you, you need to add like an extra consonant to your band. Yeah, or yeah. just yeah, for yeah, search yeah. engine. But yeah. even then it was like all, there's no more band names. There were all, yeah. Yeah. We have, you know, like there wasn't even car seat headrest yet. And we were already, <laughs> we're already yeah. thinking like we're out of band names. Algorithmic three words. <laughs> well, there was like car seat, has, car seat headrest, Christy front drive. That's, there, there's world. 25 years between those. I know. Front Drive. That's a cool band. Yeah, that's a great band. Yeah, that's a really good band. Remember the Blue Ontario? I that don't was their remember. Band Blue after Christy. Oh, really? Drive. I remember yeah. them. They Denver. were the. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the band the after. Great. That was the Hey Mercedes to their braid. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, there's there's a fraction of our audience. Man, we that's could probably we could go on forever. Oh my like, god, like four yeah. guys. Never stop. Yeah, they're probably guys. These guys. I'm surprised I started a music podcast with like two guys that know none of the music I listen to. Well, that's just because you're I'd falling say off on 25%. your sublime. Neil, when I want to get into like harder stuff in math rock, I got Neil. Right. East Coast stuff. And when I okay. want to get into like Bay the garbage Area. you watched on MTV in 1994. <laughs> hey, hey, I know a I lot go? about the Grateful Dead. I... Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> a little early fish. <laughs> oh Camper van Beethoven. I don't remember asking you a <laughs> <laughs> This These are the moments we have. Then. These are the moments. Um, so you guys started Hala. We did. We moved to Portland in ninety. Okay, so, so you started Hala, and then you moved. That, to that was kind of like a slow post emo poppy. Uh, I don't know, like what the what the reference is, like kind of like coding. Oh shit! Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, coding's a good reference. Slow and <laughs> all right, guys. Melodic. I did. I didn't want to do this. Let's let everybody put your hand in front of your face. We got to do some mic discipline. Or see some floating. What are you talking about? All right. We did it, I thought. We could just stop talking, too, right? Oh, yeah. We could also wrap it up. Oh, oh we're sweaty, yeah, hey, surly, oh, and drunk. I want to I give it up to uh, this guy on Twitter. When we posted the Georgia Hardstar podcast. Our inaugural said, Max Fun episode. Our inaugural Max Fun podcast. He said, I really like Georgia, but two hours? I don't know. Oh, and I said, guess what, bud? 
It's not an interview. <laughs> and go fuck yourself. <laughs> because the idea that someone's like, well, I mean, I'm not going to. What do you do? You turn it off. What do you do with a podcast? Do you fucking like turn it on? Do you put it, do you connect it to the biggest speaker in your house and you sit Indian style in front of it and just watch it like it's a fucking orphan Annie? Two hours, guys. Don't I've got to cook there dinner. Are, there is this like culture of completists who are like, I hate this thing, but I must. I know people who like started watching like The Walking Dead like halfway through the first season hated it but still fucking watched like that's the yes, next there's only six one six years of it I dated I someone like that is that okay yeah, 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 yeah. okay sorry cash dropped the thing uh, okay. yeah I do feel like there are people that even if they hate something they will f- like see it to the bitter end yeah I've stopped doing that it's like once I like once Deanna and I moved into a tiny place yeah. I've stopped I was just like I'm not gonna own everything I ever want to own I'm not going to have it. But isn't that freeing? Don't you think that's... Oh, it's the best. It's the best. I mean, I love it as far as like digital, you know, like the end of like Digital, yeah. Well, like I don't need to like... If I buy something, it just exists on a hard drive. It's not like I need to hold something in my hand. I think people are forgetting that... Or maybe they're realizing. Who knows? But the idea that like you forget about something and then come back to it, that rush that you have. What's like when... Like sometimes I'll... Like today, I, I, I tweeted about it's the 20 or 25th anniversary of CB4, one of my favorite comics. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I worked yeah. at the movie theater when it played. No I way! Saw it. Oh, really? yeah. That's where the Saratoga 6 when it came. I saw it like. Jesus it's Christ. So we over, over and over. We were yeah. a little yeah. crazy motherfucker named uh, Gusto. I fucked your wife because the bitch was a big hoe. I fucked your sister. I fucked your cat. I would have fucked your mom, but the bitch was too fat. When I'm in your neighborhood, you better dig a moat because I'm coming to slit your motherfucking throat. Blood is dripping. I ain't slipping. Bitches' panties one I'm ripping. This Remember is worth the lawsuit. The, he, he does like yeah, yeah, suck. I'm sucking your balls. Yeah, I'm sucking your balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or is it licking? Like yeah, yeah, I'm licking your balls. <laughs> what do you guys want? I remember like Fear of a Black Hat came out. Yeah, it's funny. That's the big divide. It's well, like some people, people like were Fear like, of a Black oh, Hat. this is, I was like, no, 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 no. CB4 in the motherfucking no. house. Well, and CB4 had like Chris Elliott too. Just yeah. Like, the, even just like Charlie the last Murphy. five minutes of CB4 when they all go off and, and yeah. the one guy, you know, puts on the, you know, like the traditional African gear and yep. he becomes like, I'm black, y'all. I'm black, y'all. I'm black and black and I'm black, y'all. I'm not white, y'all. I'm black. Uh, yeah, ba- uh, black was when he got into that guy. And then there was, I love like the, all the references to different types of hip hop too. Cause like we tried everything. Yeah. And it yeah, was like, uh, it's like we tried a gimmick. We're the bagheads, the bagheads, <laughs> the bagheads. And, and I was in a band called Ovid, which was like a, a joke band we had, which was Devo backwards, yeah, Ovid. Yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, but we put bags on our heads. Like in reference to CB4. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, then there was, um, uh, we're the Bohemians and you gotta put us on. And they were just like throwing flowers out. <laughs> yeah, and that like was like PM Dawn. Yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah, that yeah. was the PM Dawn. Yeah, yeah. Arrested um, Development. Arrested Development. Right. And oh, um, they just uh, had an anniversary of their album coming out. Uh, uh, Travel Call Quest. Oh. Right, right, right. I was like, who who directed, like Chris Rock didn't direct, did he? No, I don't know who directed it. Chris yeah, Rock didn't. Yeah. Uh, you know what's so what? crazy? Is um, I was so ex- I was so uh, crazy motherfucker named Gusto. <laughs> Come on, straight out. He just yeah, crazy looks like named so Dead Mike. Get ready because you're going on a long like hike. Looks like Eazy-E too. He just got off that, a cliff. Like, I'm dropping really you over. Skinny, now I'm down with your four four leaf clover. Sting like a cannibal. No, sorry. Shit, I'm trying to remember the. Um, it's all right. They're, they'll sue us if you finish it. Yeah. Nah. Cause you outshined him, and they don't take to there that. There it is, Cash. I'm always positive. Good. 
positive, real energy. Beget- no, what was it again? See, I worked. At, I worked at the theater in '93, so it's like the 25th anniversary of all the movies, like uh, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, oh. The Crying oh, like Game. These are all the movies that were like or, uh, the first. Uh, or, uh, what's the horror movie with the bees? Oh Jesus! Wait, not uh, with the bees. Oh, Candyman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that Candy was one. Of, yeah, yeah. Is one of the best horror movies of all time. I saw it a couple years ago, and it scared me more it's than it still, did. It's that. still scary. Even those first ten minutes, like with his the guy's arm getting torn yeah. off. Like. Deanna, Deanna's from uh, Chicago uh-huh. area. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure Cabrini Green. Uh, like she's far away from that, which is South Chicago. Um, but Cabrina Green, which that where that takes place, you know, it's right. she's like, like she would see that on the news all the time. Right. So the fact that there was a horror movie that like it. there yeah, was like the piles real. of rubble and right, the, right. the project. She's like it was, and so I saw, I didn't see it in the theater, Candyman. But me and my brother, we went to rent movies at the Blockbuster. And there was a sale on crab legs at the time supermarket. So my mom that night made crab legs and like vegetables. And we watched uh, Candyman because I was like, I was like, I don't watch my. With your mom? Well, they went upstairs, my my mom and my dad to go like, you know, do drugs. But uh, my, my, me and my brother went to like, we were like, it was like, I was, he was like, let's watch League of the Run. I was like, we saw that in the theater. Let's watch Candyman. And so we we watched Candyman, and it scared me. But there was oh, this, yeah. the smell of crab legs was still in the house, and so we we watched <laughs> like it. And I was like day, I was like, well, it's time smell. for bed. I go to bed and I fall asleep. I wake up, but I don't open my eyes, and because I feel that Candyman is floating above right. me, oh. and my brother in his room is watching. A league of their own. So as I'm like two, I'm on my back, and I was like, I never sleep on my back. Why am I on my back? Why am I here? Why am I even in this position? And I'm still sleeping, and I don't want to open my eyes, like because Candyman's floating above me. I'm hearing, "We are the members of American." I'm hearing and like it's and so every time I smell crab now, I think of that exact moment where I was like oh, wow. paralyzed. I don't know if I would know crab to smell it. You know when you do, like you crayons. Do. Can you like go like I know oh. what crayons smell like, but then you smell and you're like what? That's crayons. Oh, crayons, 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 crayons. They're French. two syllables. Crayons, 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 crayons. They're. I have a Midwest wife. I have to say crayons. <laughs> The Creoles, they're Creoles. So oh, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't finish it. So no, you, we finished, we finished. No, I want to. I, I think it's we like did for, finish. I, there's going to be people you guys screaming at their jukebox that they, their Bluetooth jukebox that they set this up with. <laughs> you guys started a band together, and then moved to Portland. We did, we and we actually. So we were together for three years. We broke up. I mean, we were. When 20, when did you start this dating? Was like nineteen. Started like dating. Twenty-one start, to twenty-four. We, we started, dated. Start, started dating. Started band or started band. Started dating. Like at twenty-one, started dating. At uh-huh. twenty-four, broke up, and then like a year later. I mean, like a lot of. Wait, when was the, the band? So though the band starts when we're twenty-six. So there's like oh, a year shit. and a half. Oh, okay. So you, you, so did, a lot, you no, never a played lot, together. Oh no, no, we had no, no, we had. I mean, because we had uh, Halo. We had a band called Urban Legends. And that's when you we were had dating. like a bunch of like yeah smaller stuff, and then a lot of the. 
like the thermals is very post like our breakup. So a lot of the songs on that first record are about Kathy and I. No shit. Really? Yeah. Which songs? Most of them. Like seriously, most of them. Any lyrics that pop out in your head? Like- All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my but name then is- she was like, because Kathy had always been a drummer. She'd always play drums and everything we did. And then she was like, I want to, you know, I'll play No bass. colored lipstick? So she didn't band. wear lipstick? <laughs> What's that? It's from Hardly Art, Highly Starving. No colored lipstick. Oh, it's, but it's not lipstick. You don't say that? <laughs> you got the lyric wrong. I'm oh, real about lyrics. We'll have Deanna on soon, and she'll like give. I'm asking Will Deanna she? to make a list of every lyric I've gotten wrong <laughs> in a relationship. And also, I want her to go through the playlist that I made her, the mix I made her. They're all about the dating. girl before. Oh, she, that's she right. <laughs> like, and then the fact that she's like, I had like a, a short playlist I would play in my car when we were first dating, and it was right, uh, right. time to time to move on. From Tom Petty, oh, from yeah, Wildflowers, yeah, yeah, yeah. was always on, and she was like, "I thought you were trying to give me a hint." Fuck! And I was oh, like, "No, I just oh, like the brutal. song." What it is, is even a really about? good song. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. So you, one more parts per million, is like all about the relationship and the breakup. Yeah, yeah, mostly. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember what. Why did you guys break I up? Can't remember. Because we were 24. That so that, that works. And so that's like yeah, yeah, a thing that's so like remained. Clothes. Totally. Yeah, and then we were just great from there on out. It just worked. Yeah. Yeah. And and is there like a familiarity there now? Kathy and like, I are kind of the classic like opposite personalities. Like I'm very loud and annoying and Kathy is very chill. and Very chill. You know, it's so just, cool. Yeah. She's always just very cool. People like I, her which, a lot more yeah, than I'll you. I'll let you know. Lot, yeah. And, and like they so give her much. Yeah, like yeah. a lot more money. Yeah, what else? Right. Yeah. Big when deals. I was leaving the house, like uh, Deanna, like it's like she knew. I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, Hutch is doing the podcast tonight. She's like, she's like, she's like, oh, that's fun. Uh, is Kathy going to be there? And I said, oh, I don't think so. She's like, well, let me know if she is. <laughs> yeah, I, had I was the like, same, is that I, when you're going to come? I, I, I had the same conversation with Kathy because <laughs> I asked her, and she was like, no, she just know, doesn't want to do Deanna anything. Does she? What? what? She was asking. Her and Deanna would get along. I think they fully would. Two yeah. cool ladies. Very cool ladies. Yeah. Deanna's from Chicago. Anyway, I think. Uh, well, no, I just it did been a while since I played anything. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so play the San Jose drop you have. You guys, um, and how did the breakup happen? Roughly. Roughly. <laughs> she broke up with you. <sighs> This is like 20 years ago. Yeah, they, That's why it should hurt funny. You should have written a song. Oh, it doesn't down. hurt any less. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. It's only because you're no, an no, artist no, and you, you hold on to hurt so you can fucking utilize it. There's no way you can hold on to hurt when that person is in your band. No, you can. No, the really? hurt's all hurt. You can. I'm married. Oh. I'm married and I still sometimes go into the time machine well. Right, of, right, right. Heartbreak to yeah. like talk about like like stuff with like Lauren. You know, like yeah. it's like I yeah. have to dive back. Lauren, I remember you were shitty oh, to be Chris. with. I was shitty. Yeah, I mean, I was twenty four. I, I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the other <laughs> thing is I don't, tr- I don't think I trust myself in my tw- like any recollections I have no, of my no, of my twenties. No, I don't, no. I don't. Re- I'm the, you. Were, I was an asshole. But obviously yeah. everything's okay because we stayed very very close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're on yeah. a vacation together. Yeah, and yeah. she's not yeah. here at forty two. Yeah, you're forty two. Yeah. You're holding together really well. Thank you. You know what? I bet you look better than Mark Arm looked at 42. Fuck. Probably wasn't even 42. Mark Mark Arm 
looked like Iggy Pop at 77. I mean, those guys. <laughs> well, yeah. Iggy Pop at 77 looks better than but me. But he would at also take that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so the thermals are done. Yeah, they're done. But Breaking news. But what about yeah. the Hutch and Kathy collaboration? Kathy has a new band. Okay. Oh. Called Roseblood. They have anything out? That I just worked on her first single, which will be out April ish. Wait, do you have anything you can no, play? No, no, no. It's not totally finished. Demos? No. Oh, I, I dare I can't. you. <laughs> we will plug Wait, it. I will. Well, well, like, can you like once something's done? Can oh, you absolutely, send it? absolutely. Yes. Can we have the scoop? Absolutely, yeah. I would love you to. Yeah. Can we premiere it? It will be. I, I hope so. I'm. I'm not in charge. We so need it. New, yeah, we need um, it so bad. Damn it, Hutch. <laughs> we all need it. Control your woman. Also, that is, is there any, that, is there no, any thermal terrible. song I you can play on the keyboard? Oh, sure. Like any of them. Yeah? Not right now. Damn it. <laughs> He's that's the thing I forgot I should do. It's like, because we got to... Right. Gotta, now we're there on Max Fun, we got the Max Fun drive, and I was like, oh, right. we should probably try and have some like exclusive... Can, we, uh, who can cares? we take two? Can no, you just yeah. ask him and say like, so the thermals are done? Just do that again. Oh, can you can you say, uh, hey, this is Hutch Harris from no, the thermals, no, and you're and you're no. you're listening to uh, no no don't <laughs> no don't make him do that. Just say like, oh, so the thermals are thermals done? Like, He's kind of I'm sorry, I don't know what you're saying. And I'll say, like, just, like, do, like, that question over again. Like, so the thermals are done. Crosstalk. Do that. So the thermals are done. Crosstalk. And that's and what are you doing? Chilling. God damn. What a fucking great life you have. It really is. It's the best. It almost seems like that with your pursuit in stand up and my bailing on music. <laughs> There's a little crosstalk there. Do you think that we we uh you guys need cross. to form an improv group. I think we cross streams at some point. Yes, I do think so. Do you want what I have? Because I want what you got. No, I don't. I don't, and I don't think you Fuck do. you! I'm the host of Mr. Senate. <laughs> you don't want what I have. <laughs> guys, I'm going to I'm gonna close this one up. Yes. We're gonna be All right. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we're going to go across the street to Griffin's like and Kenzel. I like that fucking um, dramatic end. Yeah. There's nothing more punk rock than doing a vanilla ice record. Um, <laughs> so we're going to uh, end our... Neil, this is a fucking great... I know. Was this the reason that you had the sound drop? No, I just found it in my iTunes, and I was like, oh, that'll be oh, fun. Nice. Uh, Public I domain. want to thank Max Fun for putting out the podcast. Oh. If you liked any of the bands that uh, were played tonight, please click on the links and just let them know. It really, a like, a follow, anything. Just let totally. them know that you heard us, that you heard them, and that you like them. Um, Cash no need to mention us at all. Don't mention us. Nope. Uh, Cash Hartzell is our producer. Hi. Cash, anything we need to know? Uh, no, uh, we're all good. Keep your keep your eyes out for that uh, late April date in Chicago. Yeah, uh, uh, end of April, 26th, 27th. 27th or 7th and 8th. Uh, but I'm going to be doing some stand-up, and then I'm going to be doing some riffing on movies. I'm going to eat some sort of pork. Yeah, and then there's... Uh, Probably sausage. Hot dog with a... Pickle on yeah, it. yeah some oh. kind of bullshit. Yeah. Some sort and then of also we're going to do a live Jonah Radio, and our friend Dan Electorberg is going to make a poster for it. He's going to be there awesome. selling some uh, some Jonah Radio artwork and stuff like that. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's at the North Bar, um, which is a great venue in Chicago. Uh, Neil, thank yes. you so much for making it. Thank you so much for you having me. You got anything to plug? Uh, 
No, but if you want to subscribe to our Patreon, you can find out if I've ever kissed anyone or sucked anyone's <laughs> dick. Did you? Got to find out on that Patreon. Hey. Oh, wow. Do it. Don't just give it away for Now free. I have to set up a Patreon. We'll I, could just, I could just read the email from Max Fun now. The least amount of Patreons. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and Hutch, uh, yes. so anything thermals, anything Hutch and Kathy. Done. Um, Rosebud. Jessica Bardot. Rosebud. What's Rosebud? This Kathy's is Kathy's band, new band. Rosebud. Look for it. April. Is there anything? Are you going to do a solo thing? Absolutely. Or? Yeah? Yes. Are you going to have me play drums it. on it? Absolutely. Uh, here's the thing. I'm loud, but I'm off time. <laughs> I'm, I've been oh, thinking Oh, you got to get those new sticks that uh, Tony uses that are like half sticks. They like, break easily. Uh, yeah. They, uh, I play really hard, and I don't know how not to. That's the thing. This is, this okay, is one, so of ooh, slogan, one, one, one of my favorite. New slogan. New slogan. One of my fantasies is uh, going, it's, and this is something I came up with uh, uh, Sean Harmar years ago, mm-hmm. is it's like I'm going to go to uh, Minneapolis and then, like within like a week, I'm gonna make a bunch of songs with Harmar and our friends, right. and then we're gonna play a show. And then I want to do the same thing let's in do that. Portland. Oh, that's a great okay, idea. Okay, let's do it with Harmar first, and let's see how it goes. <laughs> let's He's got point. a reputation to protect. It's let's a make small a show. Point. Uh, we're gonna uh, end this show with uh, one of my favorite artists of all time. She used to go by the name of S, but now she goes by Jen Champion. She, if you've ever seen. Uh, Hidden America, she is most of the music on it, and it's provided by one of the best labels out there, which is Hardly Art, which is based off of a song yeah. from yeah, our good from friend Hutch. Hey, H- yes, they should give you <laughs> half percent, anything, half anything, percent, anything. <laughs> Hardly Art. Just anything are you? No one's ever said Hardly Art before you, right? No, absolutely not. That yeah, is, they, yeah, yep. Yeah, so um, anyway, we're going to play Like Gangbusters from the S album, Cool Choices. And then after that, we are going to play a Julie Ruin song. And these are great. What's the Julie Ruin song called? It's called Hit Reset. Oh. No, that's the album. I'm sorry. That's the album. The song's called I'm Done. Oops.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.